Mustache? No. Sideburns? No. Goatee? Maybe. Beard? Beard! Did he say kick-ass beard?
kick-ass beard. I think he said kick-ass beard. I I could be wrong. I, I I've heard we that have visual confirmation. I've I've heard that song enough times. That is uh, Psycho Stick. For those of you wondering who that fine orchestral music was coming from, I say orchestral in jest, of course. Surely you jest. Don't call me Shirley. Well, if you had a whole orchestra of like electric guitar and they were just really, really in sync with each other, you know, like cyborg level in, in sync with each other, like an apostrophe S Y N C, like the band, the no. boy band, in sync. Because no. I hate those guys. No, synchronized. Uh, I don't see nobody. Do I hear nobody? Nobody's here. Oh, there you are. And nobody's nobody heard. Can- Nobody can hear you. Okay. Uh, you can hear me now? Yes, absolutely. Okay, because I was trying to interject during that, uh, during some of the last con- conversation. I couldn't tell if I was... Uh, if I, was I had you muted on. during the music, but now that uh, ah. I've, I've killed the music, I've unmuted you, and now we can hear you, and you can hear us, and we are doing <laughs> the show. What is this show, by the it way? It does not prove a man a liar to cut out his tongue. It merely shows that you're afraid of what he might say. Hey, nobody, What what is the name of this show? The name of the show is Beard Talk Live. And what's the phone number for the show? Hell if I know. <laughs> <laughs> really? You've been on the show as long as you have? You don't have the phone number memorized? I don't fuck with phones. To be fair, you have <laughs> shifted it a few phones. times. I remember like, I tattoo it on your phone. forehead, only backwards, so that in the mirror you will remember oh. this is our phone number. All right, I, I got to go to the back of the Nobody- Is there somewhere that I can tune in to a live stream of this so I can lurk in the uh, in the video comments? In the chat, yeah. See if I can hook somebody in. Watch.freetalklive.com, I believe is where to go. Oh, okay. For the, the actual broadcast? Now, I, yeah. I believe there's still a delay, so watch your audio and your feedback and stuff if you're gonna, you know, have that streaming in the background. But if you're just there to like watch it and yeah, you know. I've I've done it before. I I've I've figured out how how to ignore the visual cues. Yeah. What what's that popping? Are you packing a pack of cigarettes or something? The first words that I heard out of your mouth when I tuned in were, uh. Wh- the first words I heard out of your mouth when I hit play yeah. were, there's going to be a little delay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. It's like it's like I created my own prophecy yeah. and fulfilled it. Created and fulfilled my own prophecy. Wow, that's pretty good. That is. I don't think I've ever done that before. This might be a In first. one fell swoop. That <laughs> might be a record. Holy balls. Uh, okay, I'll, I have to go to the backup beard then, nobody. So, uh, Peakless Mountaineer, uh, what is the telephone number? Oh, um, no. Really? Wow. Really? All right. Fortunately for me, it's written on this big yellow notepad so, thing, um, sticky I, I follow I, I followed the Einsteinian method. I, I don't remember phone numbers. <laughs> I'm old enough to wear, like, like that. Why just... would I bother putting that many numbers into my head? Back now, in the there day. Now, there's, like... There's like three or four numbers that uh, that I do remember, but like no, the rest of them, <laughs> fuck it. You guys know how there's like a Dunbar number for uh, uh, like how many friends you can have or you know people within your social circle, right? Uh, Dunbar created this thing they call it the Dunbar number, and it's I don't know like 
50 or so. It's it's a low number. I don't remember the number. 87, 42, I don't know. It's, uh, it, it actually kind of depends on the circumstance, but yeah. It's generally, I mean, the, it's the, less than maximum, the maximum size of, of a socialist community that can work is about 150 people. And that's also the number that was referenced by uh, uh, Dale Carnegie oh. in... Um, Oh, in, it's more than uh, I thought. It's 148. How to win friends. Yeah, how, yeah, it's about 150. And uh, the observations in uh, how to win friends and influence people right. was that you get, uh, you get about Dale 150 Carnegie? people. Yeah, Dale Carnegie. Uh, you get about 150 people at each funeral, and you get 300 at, at, at each wedding because it's two clans coming together. Um, hmm. but the, uh, but, but those are kind of average numbers, I guess. I mean, I, apparently for better people are, I, my Dunbar number is like nine. Well, and I was um, going to say, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like, there is a Dunbar number for telephone numbers because nobody, you and I are old enough to remember when that's what you did was just memorize phone numbers, you know, uh, oh, there, yeah. or, or there I were the days of having like the little black book and, now. or a Rolo decks with manual cards that you would write people's stuff on whom you didn't communicate with, but you would memorize your frequently called numbers up to your personal Dunbar number. Like if, mm-hmm. if your Dunbar number with phone numbers is nine, well, that's it. You know, you yeah. got to memorize the 10th one. One, one of them's got to go. You know, I mean, the thing is, I'll just make an encrypted spreadsheet out of the bitch and throw it <laughs> online, PGP encrypted. Right. Uh, so I mean, long like, as I'm not in jail, that'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Like know, my dad I always told me that uh, to a second key, just in case I get thrown in jail hey, again, uh, and let's let's somebody kick, has to open it for me. Let's kick this fucking show off, shall mm. we? Uh, let's go to the phone. Have phones. we not started yet? Let's, Fuck! Let's, I thought I was on the clock. N- well, you are, actually. Uh, I'm just saying, let's get it started with a, a caller. Uh, Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Oh, this is Jack. <laughs> Jack from Ocean Shores? Uh, no, I, I want to talk about Odyssey a little bit. All I right. had a hard Sweet. time from the original when uh, Beer Talk Live first came out. I was able to see it on Facebook, I think, and also on the um, Free Talk Live web uh, direct uh, internet site. Yeah. And then I finally went back to Odyssey. But Odyssey is great, but why do I have to tap twice for everything, and why is there a delay? I'm being honest. I love Odyssey. I think it's great. Uh, so I don't know, and I don't know. Oh, I'm I'm not. Well, an nobody, Odyssey. I think that might be a you question. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not an Odyssey technician. I have watched plenty of videos, though. I don't have a, a problem ever watching videos, but uh, I've. I don't think I've watched. No, I have watched Free Talk Live on Odyssey, and it's been fine uh, at my place. Now I have, you know, gig. Uh, speeds at, at at my place where you know at home so you know my equipment's relatively modern within the last you know five to ten years i guess it's not yeah, really my that modern. Shit's all fucking modern too all right. but i just have to tap twice i'm actually not uh complaining too much i was gonna say bitching but I, you don't want to overcuss it feels so weird it's true um, uh open a ticket without us and be like hey how come i have to do this and see what they say yeah, I'm, I'm told that. Really and let us know, you know, what their response time is. When did they get back to you? You know, did Can they I get back to you? Talk about Jerome real quick from earlier. I want to be fast. <laughs> oh, by all means. Oh, by all means. 
because you guys asked some really good questions, and I know somebody about his age. I guess I'm about 66 to 71-ish. Yeah. I know a white guy that's the same guy that watches MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, uh, Tom Hartman, you know, religiously, whatever, ABC channels. And it's like they're, they're non-player characters. Yeah. And it's so much more obvious. And you guys brought Revelation, which you don't even look at it religiously. It's bizarre that it says it speeds up. And since COVID kicked, it feels like things got weird. All of a sudden, little kids, you know, wieners are being, like, cut off without their parents' permission. I, I never saw that one coming. Really? Yeah. I was playing Really? Because, like, they already cut off exactly. part of it. It's, I mean, it was it, it was kind of a standard thing for them to already cut off part of it. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's called circumcision because we like to have yeah. special names for when we're doing abominable things to each other, yeah. like taxation, war. Completely different things. Yeah, you can't Please. call it cutting off part of the penis. You have to call it circumcision. Right. Right. Yeah. Give it a nice, fun-sounding name. Skin, and then they have a whole celebration around it too. Oh yeah, uh, you know, oh, we let's must throw a party. We're mutilating a baby. Yeah. I hate religion, man. It's so fucked up. I, there ain't no, like, no religion you can tell me is good. I don't okay. have a problem with people having beliefs, right? I don't have a problem with, you know, if this is your set of beliefs, that's fine. Uh, I begin to have a problem when uh, it gets organized. Uh, and then that is when it all gets it sort of starts to get murky when it from all there. goes to hell if you'll pardon the pun can we call it a government please i i do well, all the time now, that actually. is one of those things so like uh, there's a lot of bitching about what the christians have done historically and fair enough but why because they had all this fucking power they had this mm -hmm. unrestricted monopoly on the initiation of force over whoever they wanted yeah like yeah if you give that to anything even if you try to give that to literally what you believe is the source of goodness, well, it will fuck it up. Because I want to remember, what's that famous statement? Uh, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Right. It sure yeah. as fuck does, man. Yeah. And like, Whether it be religion or the Boy Scouts. Well, and, and good point about, uh, about religion, too, because I point out, and I guess I haven't pointed it out in a while, but I like to point it out frequently, that religion is the first government. Right. It's just that somewhere along the line, they were like, well, separation of church and state. Right. And so then, like, it just spawned another religion. It didn't really separate well, church and state. It well, just became its own religion at that point. And it's also a matter of, like, the actual process of of directing. Right. And so if your religion comes from inside of you, like if you look to your heart. Yeah. And that's where you where you get your instructions. And from there, you limit your behavior accordingly as best you can then yeah. that's great. Whereas if you're getting your religion from outside of you, that's where it becomes a problem. Hey, uh, hang on for just a second, Jack. Nobody, are you still with us? I'm still with you. Okay, all right. I just want to give you a chance to pipe in. Yeah, I'm sorry. I uh, I fell into a hole. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, you're fine. I appreciate that cigarette before <laughs> the... Uh... I'm about to smoke a cigarette right now. All right. You, well, what what brand do you smoke, Jack? Camels, Camel Lights. I smoke, uh, camel. Did you say Camel? I did. Four cigarettes. Yeah, Camel Crush. Uh, camel Crushes, but mm, I usually don't crush. The, the morphing menthols. cigarette. Yeah. I smoke weed at the very end of the evening, 
By the way, I, I drink seltzers now. I got off of beer because I think I have a gluten allergy. Oh, mm. no. I'm 42 years old, you know. Yeah, yeah. I work a very difficult job, very physical. I'm I'm 50 and I'm off diet, so I'm enjoying uh, tonight. I don't mind saying uh, Shed Brewery, Shed Mountain Ale. They're out of Vermont. This is a rugged brown ale. It's 7.4% alcohol by volume, 35 IBUs for those beer snubs that might be listening to Beard <laughs> Talk Live. Not Beer Talk Live. That's a whole different show. But Beard you guys Talk ever Live. take a second and just enjoy your surroundings there? Because I'm a West Coaster, but I went back and I was in a company where I sold stuff. So I went back to Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, and I could be a little messed up on everywhere. I went to Salem. That was kind of cool, you know, or the witches thing. Yeah. It's such a different world over there, man. It is. Um, it feels different. I'm I'm very lucky in a lot of respects. I mean, just in the life that I've had and all of the yeah. interesting things that I've done. But I grew up in Wisconsin, which has the Four Seasons. Oh. I was uh, lived on Lake Michigan, not on the lake, but near the lake, and so I know what lake effect snow is. That's just when it dumps a ton of snow on your ass, right? Uh, and then I moved out to uh, Washington. I traveled all around the country in my teens and early twenties, but uh, the two main places that I stayed the longest, Wisconsin and then Washington, the Seattle area. And so then I moved to New Hampshire. And New Hampshire is, oddly enough, sort of a, an amalgam of those two places, right? Uh, they both had uh, you know really nice outdoors. Uh, the Seattle area had more mountains than Wisconsin did. Wisconsin had the four seasons. Seattle had two, which is basically rain and summer. Um, and so I come out here, and it's like, it's mountains, but it's all four seasons. It's kind of like Wisconsin, but the mountains are far more vast than they are in Wisconsin. So it's like the it's an amalgam of the two places for me. The believe it or not, the winters here are shorter, in my opinion, than they were in Wisconsin. Like the four seasons here in New Hampshire are pretty evenly divided uh, around the year. Whereas I would say a winter in what about Wisconsin. Throw uh, that into the equation. Well, Washington only Washington has two seasons. It has summer and then rain. Ah, uh, it has ice and snow, man. Especially Honestly, I can't yeah, judge get... what the winters even are up here yeah. because they—they, they, I swear to God, they feel like they've gotten shorter every single year. Well, you're the like what Denver area, Colorado, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so you know what winter is. Oh yeah, you know, mile high and all that kind of crap. Now the the wet is a thing to get adapted to. Well, yeah, and yeah. that's that's my what my father. My father worked for the government as an assassin. He was in the U.S. military as an assassin. No, hmm. you know, he was a government uh, person. You know, hired anyway. I see a goon. But we lived, after he got shot, uh, we moved to Idaho. This is my point. It snowed once Halloween hit. It snowed so high the dog would walk by the kitchen window. It was insanity. <laughs> Well, uh, nobody knows what real snow is, too. You're a Michigander, right? I am a Michigander, and, and I've also been a Wisconian um, uh, part of the year. I was in a military academy in a little town called Delafield, Wisconsin, uh, yeah. right outside of uh, Oconomowoc. Uh, I love that you can pronounce that, too. Uh, most people, when they look at Oconomowoc, they mispronounce it. Uh, the best one I heard. Uh, well, it just looks like you. Yeah, the but, best one I heard was. Ak- you know, you live there for a little while. You learn to say the shit. The the one I like, mispronunciation I love the most is Akanamawak. Akanamawak. Yeah, it sounds very uh, you know Native American, but you no, know, it's Okanomawak. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. 
So I tweeted a link to us to uh, at Elon Musk just for the hell of it. A lot of people look at this timeline. Sweet. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I uh, I didn't really do any online promotion uh, for last week's show, and I think we had one caller. <laughs> See, I'd like to I'd like to make it more interactive, and maybe find a place where where we can sit there and we can be talking voice to people, but we can also be uh, talking to people, uh, you know, audience via text. Mm. Um through i mean you could do that basically live tweeting it i mean can't you just join like one of the like on-air existing rooms and do that right now um probably okay. uh, there's nothing happening yeah, wouldn't in that be the, watch? Uh, odyssey oh i don't know about odyssey yeah i don't i don't know about that but i know we've got there's like a telegram room i think that's like a live now or something or no i'm thinking of uh not telegram what's Does odyssey's live uh, not have a chat room well, I'm sure it does. Well, there you go. I'm thinking of Element, where we have a uh, on-air now sort of mm. chat, you know. So, all right, Jack, what else is on your mind? Oh, Jerome. Oh, right. Yes. God, he is programmed by the MSNBC. He's programmed by the CNN, ABC, CNN, you know. You know. so fucking you know, racist. Who isn't these days? <laughs> well. He's every so fucking he racist, man. Uh, every time <laughs> he says something on Free Talk Live that's creative, yeah. kind of a free thought type idea, you guys jump on it. I love it. Oh, what did you the just f- say? <laughs> when he shows a glimmer is, of promise. Yeah. You know. Hey, I mean, we have made some extraordinary progress with, uh, I mean, we got Sarah to admit that it's fine to work for I money. Know. Mm. That's nice. And hey, you know, every now and again, you know, one uh, yeah, twice a day a broken it. clock is right. Every now and again, we yeah, completely agree with thing. Jerome. Oh my God, so many times yeah. she starts off, did you guys hear in, you know, New Mexico that now the, the traffic lights will actually have audio recordings? I but did hear that, yeah. It like a way that you guys live there. Like, I live there. The I traffic lights have live. audio recordings? Yeah. Yeah, now that is a the, nice dystopian. The speeding element. cams, speeding cams. Wow. They, they just, I mean, that is straight what's, out what's of funny 1984. About that, and what's funny about that, though, is I know a little bit about. Uh, so all this crap is made in China, uh, and so normally the Chinese factories don't build anything that's a camera without a microphone. Right? It's more common for them to build uh, something with a camera and a microphone than it is for them to build just a camera lens. So it's probably cheaper to, wow. to source the part, right, that they need for these traffic cameras with a built-in microphone. <laughs> wow. I, tr- I wanted to have nothing but USB sound equipment when I bought my desktop, yeah. and it was impossible. I finally just bought something with a microphone and physically cut the wire. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's times when you have to do that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't. I, not only do I not trust software anymore, I don't trust hardware anymore. I yeah. trust hardware more than software, but yeah, I, I'm with you. The same I don't people know, specifying the software, are specifying the phones. Well, the so here's the thing. So I would hear, I, I would hear these stories uh, about how like televisions have this one pixel that's actually a camera that's watching you, and I have no fucking idea if that's true or not. 
Yeah. Well, I don't have that nice of a I, TV, so. I don't know if that's <laughs> Are you true. sure? I don't think it is. But if you've got Alexa, she's she, she's listening for keywords. Well, and here's I, the thing. I don't TV, understand the, the technology. Like, her. okay, a, a, uh, uh, a speaker can be used as a microphone. Yes. I have no mm-hmm. idea what a cathode ray tube does. It raised yeah. cathode tubes. Well, so all of the all of the things raise that... tubes anymore, unless you have an old fangled TV. We use LCDs, right? Um, but here's the thing: that's what this that's what this technology was based on, and yeah. like the, the foundational technologies are going to inform later levels of technology in way that we in ways that we don't predict. And like, yeah. dude, cathode ray and tubes were, probably... were discovered in an attempt to contact another dimension. Mm-hmm. I actually yeah, figured out a thing. cool way to send messages without trusting your phone. Because Smoke the signals? problem with sending in, <laughs> no, the problem with sending encrypted messages on your phone is Google automat- downloads your operating system to you whenever the fuck it feels like it. So mm-hmm. it owns your box. Yep. And so they can very easily throw a piece of software on your phone specifically or on 10,000 phones that have posted about libertarianism this month and basically um, make it do anything, including even if you get an encrypted message, you have to read that bitch. <laughs> well, the problem is that as soon as it's on your screen, if you can see it, the operating system can see right. it. And if the operating system can see it, then Google can see it. And that goes they for your passwords, your keystrokes, anything you do on that phone, uh, they own. Yeah. And you don't. Uh, and uh, I really hope Elon uh, keep, uh, think seriously about developing a phone he was talking oh about yeah because that would be yeah. more trustworthy well I, don't know. I, I, I think i think it would because the people who would be advising him would be open source people and so what they're gonna say is people like me and penguin you know and what they're gonna say is make it open make it open we'll help if it's open we'll help for free if it's open Hey, Jack, thank you for the call. We're going to go to another call now. Uh, thank you again, Jack, from Ocean Shores. Uh, let's go to... I'm sorry. I'm geeking out. Oh, that's all right. Let's go to... We have uh, Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? It's nobody. This is nobody? This is nobody. Oh, no. Uh, whoever it was hung up. Oh. There's nobody there. I we have nobody you. and nobody no one. Uh, I hate it when that happens. What were we talking about just now? Well, you hate it when you pick up the before phone, try, nobody's on the other before, end? Uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about... No, I'm hurt. No, what were we talking about? <laughs> nobody remembers? Nobody? Nobody doesn't remember. What were we talking about just before I tried I to know, take some bullshit. I had something meaningful to say, and oh. I can't remember what it was because I don't remember what we were talking about. All right, well, either way, let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. Major. M.LRN.FM, right? Uh, what? Watch.freetalklive.com? Watch.freetalklive.com. Okay, yeah. I, that's an old URL. Major, can you hear us? Hello. <laughs> I don't, was that a word you were trying to say? Hello. Hello. Uh, I see he's talking like Hello. this. I don't know how long I can keep this up, but I'll give it a shot. 
Oh, fuck. Now I remember what we were talking about. What was uh, it? Uh, cathode ray tubes. It's, it's Wednesday, you know. We got to have our cockney chimney sweeps and such. Oh, you sound like yeah. Lemmy <laughs> from Motorhead. <laughs> Motorhead. Yeah, it's a yeah the, the bitch of, of it is Wednesday. also because they pay for all the fucking uh, research. They pay for all the fucking? We don't know. All the know. fucking research. Who we gets don't paid have for fucking any research? Idea what they're capable. It's a job I could right? the truth be told. maybe get into. Get it? Get into? I'm sorry, nobody. Go ahead. We don't have any idea what, um, what they're oh. capable of. I remember oh, yeah. now. Yeah, like uh, uh, as soon as you've got an operating system that you don't know what's in it, and it's built mm-hmm. by someone you don't trust, like okay, that mm-hmm. compromises the whole fucking thing. I remember now what I was going to say. So nice. I, I saw chimney sweeps. Uh, hang on, Major. I got to say something important or before I forget. Um, I saw a video on this, and I didn't believe it at the time that I saw it. And then I'm just going to say I have uh, infrared security cameras so that they have a night vision, mm. uh, you know, uh, on at my front door. Right? Anybody walks up to my front door, I got uh, I got infrared so if it's dark I, you can still see him it's sort of a an inverted like they're all white and the background's black kind of a thing um and i saw a video talking about how your cell phone basically takes a photo of you uh or a video of you whenever you're looking at it particularly if, if you're scrolling through social media so that they can see your facial reactions to things as you scroll through this kind of stuff and then uh, I had I just happened to catch somebody who was at my front door. I wasn't home at the time. They were knocking on the door to see if I was home, and they were holding their phone in their hand. And while they were waiting for me to answer the door, they sort of turned around, and I could see the face of their phone. And where the camera normally is on the front of the phone, every like one, two, three, flash, one, two, three, flash, you could see a flash that only happened in the infrared spectrum. Hmm. So it looked to me as if. This guy's phone, who was you know, a friend of mine coming to see me, knock on my door, it seemed to me as if that camera was taking a photo of him every three count, if you will. That's a musician speak for you know roughly one and a half, two seconds, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in infrared, so like... Taking three every two seconds or one no, every one, two one every approximately three seconds, according to my one count anyway. Yeah, and like the timing of it is, is is irrelevant. It's just the fact that I saw this happening, but you only see it in infrared. I mm-hmm. so I went ahead and I took my own phone out and I was browsing the internet and I stood under the same camera with my phone pointed and like there it is, man, the red infrared thing flashing at me from my Android phone every Damn. three or so seconds. Now I don't know what that is. Uh, I've seen a video online that says, oh, that's that's Google spying on you. Basically, hmm. that's them taking the OS, taking a picture of you as you scroll and then sending that data back to whoever the fuck they contracted with to get it. Fuck them. Yeah, you've got the piece of tape over it. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Oh, my phone looks weird. Do you do it over the back? Back? Oh, you do. Oh, oh hell yeah. Do you have a Twitter handle, Peakless? Uh, yes. Tipless Cragsman. <laughs> Well, I couldn't fit Peakless Mountaineer in the amount of characters, so I went with Citadels. You ever watch Get Smart when you were a kid? Uh, no, but Old I have. A I did, I did yeah. Guys. Yeah, Maxwell, he had the phone in his shoe. 
Yeah, yeah. Maxwell Smart was his name, and he was anything. Yeah, the original. Anything heel. but. Oh yeah, Major knows Maxwell Smart. Did you know that uh, Inspector Gadget was modeled after Maxwell Smart? I did know that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's so clear watching it. Right. Yeah. But if you didn't but, know, uh, you'd be like, oh, oh yeah. If you oh, hadn't watched, yeah. if if you didn't have the if if you hadn't imbued that bit of culture, it wouldn't have made as it wouldn't have been nearly as funny. Um, so yeah, you, I liked Inspector Gadget. So nobody, Both, do you think that these uh, Android phones are taking a picture of their users every, you know, count to three? Um, I don't think they're doing it to everybody because it would take an awful lot. Well, maybe they are once in a while just to store away, um, you know, just just random random data that might be searchable because a lot of times you know you don't know a piece of information is valuable until you've already got it right but i'm talking about specifically facial expressions here and their relation to how they market things to you so quickly oh oh yeah i'm sure they uh i mean i would be surprised if there wasn't a server somewhere sucking this up yeah, okay um and besides, you agreed to all this. Well, of course, yeah. Oh, but yeah. It was just freaky I mean, for me I'm, to see. I'm broadcasting. I'm not. A, you know, sooner or later, I'm. I'll probably get the the general activist retirement plan, which is a bullet in the brain pan. But until then, I'm not going to be scared of them. Fuck them. The GARP, the general activist retirement plan. Yep. Hey. Yeah, I think you've made the world hey. totally hey. fucked up when everyone's signing things that they've never read. And you literally can't get by without doing it. Every yep. super villain and every superhero needs a song. Bank man. <laughs> bank man. Bank man. That would be bank a good man. video if we had a good video editor. Yeah, so yeah, not me. <laughs> if I was running a paper, you know, if those things still exist anymore. With news in it? Yeah. Uh, I would I would easily make the the headline when he either does or does not uh, uh, get jailed, mm. uh, either Bankman fried or Bankman freed. Well, it's it's spelled fried. Bankman fried for fru fried for fraud. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, that's like the nickname. Bankman like, fried for fraud. Like if Doctor oh, Anthony Fauci becomes Doctor Anthony Fashy. Right then, Sam Bankman Freed becomes Sam Sam Bankman fraud. Absolutely, right. I'm going back to Doctor Seuss. Boil that dustbag. Boil that dustbag. Boil that dustbag. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, Sam, Horton, I am here's green a eggs and ham. Horton here's a who. Oh, okay. How do you guys not get that one? Horton gets a hoe. What? <laughs> Horton. I was never so, a Horton guy. For, just in case we have a, a listener that is deprived as a child, uh, Horton Hears a Who well, is... I think we have some hosts that were deprived as children. Apparently. Uh, Horton <laughs> Hears a Who has this dressed, elephant that's the only hey, one that hey, hears a... Adopt. Hey, hang on. Go ahead, Peekless. So yeah, Horton Hears a Who has an elephant that hears a living civilization on a dust speck on a flower. And he's the only one that hears it, and he's, like, obsessively protecting it, and everyone's like, you must conform, we're going to boil that dust speck. Until they make enough noise to uh, get the other one to hear them. Boil that dust speck. Okay, I get it now. 
It's a lot of lessons in that one. Sam, like, I am Green Eggs. Doctor Who's some good shit, man. Doctor Seuss. Or sorry, Doctor Who. I, mean, I agree. In Doctor both. Seuss. Doctor Who, Who is also some good shit. Horton hears a who. Horton hires a Horton? ho. <laughs> hey, you guys remember what I called you back in on uh, when we were on the Real Radio Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sessientis or something like that? Have, have you considered oh, smoking weed? No, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Are you talking to Major Nobody? Yeah. What did you say? I, I asked him if he'd considered smoking weed before he, ta- before he calls so <laughs> we could know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> Sounds like he's got a right. mouth full of dicks. Yeah, Sponsianus. Okay, what is it? Uh, Sponsianus is the name of an obscure Roman military commander or Roman usurper who may have been active during, blah, blah, blah. So they, they, uh, they just authenticated this coin that was the only evidence that this guy ever existed. Oh, right, and the, right. And the running theory uh-huh. now is like the reason that he, uh, that he wasn't in any of the official documents the anywhere emperor, right. is that he was a usurper. Ah, so he like gets power just long enough to be like, put my face on the holy disc of sun power. (laughs) Well, the other thing is, as the Roman Empire collapsed, various people, just as they will with the United States government, when the time comes, various people like formed tribes and tried to keep it going. Um, So, I mean, there were there were remnants of the. of the uh, Roman military that that stayed as Whoa. units. Did you like get loud there for a second and then get quiet again? Nobody. I I might have. Okay. I don't know. I've yeah. tried to put I've tried to put myself in this man's mindset. Which if man? I was what man? On the end of the Roman trail. Oh, this mm. lost emperor. Right? Okay. And, and and the chariot had just rode in and told me. The empire has collapsed. Okay. Okay. Ooh. I'm gonna have two or three metallurgists. Uh, 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 well, that is one I mean, way to to like and uh, make sure that people know that you exist is to put your face on the money before the so, empire completely drops out of existence. But, uh, well, then not like, that. Not like just that. But if the you entire show, earth. Up, show up and. Uh, if you show oh up and, and start telling them what to do, they're less likely to kill you if they've seen you around on the coin. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There is that. Major, you know, they feel like they know who you are. It's a very are. positive association. Major, uh, so I'm going to have a couple, three guys that can make a rough mold and can cast coins. What the and fuck these are the say? reasons that those were not thought to be original from the Roman Empire because they were so roughly cast. Right, right. Hey, oh, Major. That would make right? sense. Yeah. Major, I got, I got to take some other calls. Thanks for the call, man. Peace. Peace, pot, and peanut butter, bro. Uh, I do have a new vocabulary word for today. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, 603-283-6160. Oh, uh, no. Let's go to Beard Talk Live. Who the fuck is this? Oh, no, what, bro? Be the, be the change I want to see in this world. Like spare change or? Uh, no, I said. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. How you doing, Cam? I'm all right. Are you talking directly into your phone? Oh, if he's trying to send us to spare change, send him to tips.freetalklive.com. We oh, we yeah. never pitch that. Yeah, we're we're horrible at like doing our own self promotion. <laughs> it's true. 
It's true. We need a producer. Yeah. Uh, what we need is yeah. some. What we need is some. Uh, what, what are they called? And 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 a couple of callers who don't sound drunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. so, uh, well we've got one guy on the that's line true. right now. I'm just trying to make sure, like, we can hear him. Go ahead. Can you hear me now, Captain? Yeah, I can hear you. You're so a little quiet. That's all right. Uh, go ahead. Uh, who are yeah, you? It's me. Yeah, it's me, it's Rob. Rob. Yeah, I just wanted you to announce for the other guys. I can see who it is, but these guys can only hear. Oh, oh okay. I knew yeah, from his Rob voice. From, it's Rob from Vermont. Rob from Vermont, everybody. Welcome, yeah, this Rob. This time, not in the room. Yeah. How's things going? Um, uh, Minions, that's the word I'm looking for, right? We don't necessarily need, like, we have, <laughs> like, the three beards. Like, we're like the three wise Interns. Beards. We need interns. We're the three wise asses. And yeah. we just need, like, when we have an idea for somebody to go, I got it. Let me go take care of that for mm. you. Right? We need uh, well, minions. Well, I mean, I would mm. Joa actually might be a good, good, uh, good choice for that. Well, I mean, we need somebody that understands immediately exactly what we what we mean, and like that's hard. That's tough. Well, that's Joe. <laughs> well, I he mean, just, I can't read minds, but you know, Rob's like, I'll do it. <laughs> I, was, I was there last week, and you didn't. Nobody. Hey, I'm getting you know, ready to turn Lee into a programmer. If I can turn Lee into uh, a programmer, I mean, you can turn turn uh, Rob into a producer. Well, we turn Rob into a guest when he's here. <laughs> That's, that's what, true. That's really what happened. We're just hey, there's a microphone talking to it, you know, right? like uh, uh, yeah. We'll we'll get there. I'm not worried about it right now. We're we're on episode fourteen, fifteen, fifteen, fifteen. Episode fifteen. I titled the thing earlier tonight. Let me see if is it is it anywhere? No, that's not it. Well, whatever. It's fifteen, I believe. I'm relatively sure. Hey, so the good news is, uh, uh, you just saved a load of money on your car insurance by switching to Geico. <laughs> no, but the cannabis over here worked out real well. Um, I I beg to these- differ. I, I there was only like like whenever it went quote live, the uh, legal recreational marijuana in Vermont. There was only like three stores. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Lame. Well, there's at least uh, the thing is, I'm I'm not buying weed here. from from somebody who has government permission. I'm buying it on the black market. Hmm? Yeah, I don't give oh. a fuck about legal weed, honestly, unless mm. I'm allowed to grow it. Well, yeah. that's yeah, what yeah. I want. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a fundamental human yeah. fucking right you should to have be your, able like, to grow whatever plants yeah. we want to grow. You should have your backyard garden. You should have like corn check, it. corn check, lettuce check, carrots check, marijuana check. Right, it should just be a rhubarb check. Right, it should just be another thing. Yeah, on these your ungrateful list that government bastards are cutting the rungs out from under them oh. because they only came into existence because of this plant in the first yeah. place. Yeah, fact. Uh, Boy, some of the. I'll tell you what we ought today. to do. I just figured out how to do the legalization bill for New Hampshire. Basically, uh, for for selling weed, redefine it down to trading weed for dollars. You can trade it for anything else. You can give a gift of weed, and if somebody gives you a gift back, that's fine. And and there's a name for that. It's called a gift economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you just have a uh, you know a social, uh, but but you could trade gold for it. You could trade crypto for it. You could trade anything but dollars for it. Well, the thing is, it, that's like running the petrodollar backward. Okay, because in order to get into the weed market, 
you have to sell your dollars for Bitcoin or gold or silver or, or, you know, t-shirts. I still think cryptocurrency is an excellent solution, uh, at least for uh, Washington state where they really can't even have a bank account because they choose to have a marijuana business. And so if they want to transact between the grower, the distributor and the retailer, I think that's a perfect solution that they could just trade cryptocurrency between each other and uh, And, life would be swell. And and that's the thing. There's a finite amount of, of Bitcoin out there. So mm-hmm. the whales can only keep selling it so long. I'm not saying Bitcoin specifically, right, BTC. Right. Yeah. Uh, when I say Bitcoin, I really mean BCH. Yeah. Because the thing is, the the promise of crypto is a lot more than a better PayPal. Right. You know, the promise for for crypto is to replace Thanks. banking. You yes. know, and to provide banking for fractions of a penny. Yes. Okay. And- well, well, hold on. Quick question, though. Um, why not accomplish those goals on the uh, interface layer instead of the protocol layer? I mean, you're a, um, you're a programmer, well, and, and to exactly, talk to the to the listeners, exactly like the how- HTTP instead of the internet. Why put it on yeah. the HTTP when you can just put it on the internet? Well, HTTP is the protocol by which you talk to nearly everything on the internet today, um, with exceptions of things like uh, network news and email, uh, which go by much older protocols. But today, nearly always, when you want to communicate with an exchange or a server, you're going to make an HTTP connection to it, and you're going to hand it a little hunk of encrypted JSON which is the same stuff the blockchain is made out of. Um, And, uh, and you sign it and encrypt it in various ways to, uh, to uh, prove your identity. And then it changes to HTTPS. Um, Okay. So describing this process is not answering my question. Okay. No, my question is why accomplish this on this layer? Like, okay. Spendability is uh, is something that you need. Privacy is something mm-hmm. that you need. Why accomplish them on the protocol layer instead of, okay, we have certainty on the protocol layer, and now as an application, we can do spendability and privacy. Well, yeah, and that's what people are doing at the DAO level. Um, you know, that's basically they're forming distributed organizations so let's say for example that you and i wanted to start a um a a a stable coin backed by um gold backs right yes i do but well, okay, let's do it. We can do it as just a, just as a show it show it off as a programming project for for the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, anyway, you and, were so, again like, but, you're, but you're, basically we need the business structures on top of the technology. My belt, uh, okay. you know, the phone wires are nothing without the business structure to market it. To, to make it easy for people to use. Think about the old rotary telephone, you know? 
an idiot could use that thing. And and that's the level of uh, of development that we need now. So this is right. actually exactly what I'm what I'm talking about. Basically, distributed business plans. Okay, uh, let's just pause that for a minute because Rob called in, and I'm sure Rob wanted to talk about something. Rob, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that <clears throat> some of the cannabis that uh, you know folks grew, grew over here in Vermont this year did real well. Oh, right, weed. Uh, <laughs> some of the uh, uh, buds that I saw today, like one of them was about the size of a quart of milk. A, a bud the size of a quart of milk? Oh, yeah, it was huge. Nice. Yeah. And uh uh I don't know. I don't know I don't know what else to say. Do you but, know of like when I looked into it I only saw that there were three uh you know recreational pot shops to go to in the entire state of Vermont. Uh, have you found that to be true? Did you find more than three? I only found three. Yeah, there's at least seven. No, there's supposed to be more, but I'm saying that like right. on the day of go live, only three of them actually opened. Right, and there's there's at least seven that I'm aware of. I have a half with all of the the names of all of the of the dispensaries over here. They you know start from way down south in Brattleboro, yep. and they go all the way up. You know, uh, probably you know way up maybe by near Derby or something. It's right yeah. out, spread out. Yeah, when I when I looked at it, uh, there was one, you know, sort of to the far north, one sort of mid-state, and one down near Brett, and those were the only three right. that uh, that were found. Now, I mean, that's still pretty good. Vermont's not like that big of a state, you know, t- to have something like that where, you know, they're at least uh, alive and kicking, open for business. I think, uh, in the long run, you know, hopefully benefits uh, the industry and furthers the you know, loss uh, of the war, that the, the government lost the war on drugs, right? Uh, I realize right. that I realize that making them... And I would like to congratulate drugs <laughs> for their glorious victory in the war on drugs. Yay. Huzzah! Yay. Congratulations. To be, Huzzah! To be forever hence known as the war on the federal government. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's a lot cheaper, though, if you just grow it out here in your own property over yeah. there, which... I'm going to do that next did year. You, I, did you get to go to one of these stores, Rob? I, I haven't been to uh, the store down in Brattleboro yet, but okay. I'm you know, probably going to head over there on the 3rd or the 4th and, and just kind of see what it's like and, and see what they have. And I think that there's an area where they grow, you know, I guess. I, I don't know. I haven't been to any of them, but probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have some people come over and check it out themselves. I'm curious as to you know a, a lot of things, but it it is funny to me that every state now surrounding New Hampshire mm-hmm. <laughs> has uh, recreational yeah. stores. Uh, New Hampshire has quote decriminalized unquote marijuana, which doesn't make me feel really comfortable because it's still against the law on the books. They're just saying that it's the lowest thing that they're going to prosecute. Well, and. Their lowest priority. We are the most conservative state in New England. Well, Jim, you're, I'm sorry to say that the, the governor you have over there, he's just not going to have it on his watch. Mm-hmm. But That's I very true. Well, and, to, and here's the thing. Part of it is like uh, they're willing to pass a bunch of things that are absolute shit. 
I mean, oh, yeah. that tax it to death, that uh, regulate the, 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 I mean, just, they, uh, we won't have them pass shit versions of this. Because as soon as they pass one thing, they'll be like, okay, we're done. We gave it to you. Now, fuck off. I'm okay with just sending that fucking guy down the road. Yeah, well, well yeah. And, and here's the thing, like, Who, I'm glad it wasn't the Democrat, because as shitty as he is, uh, at least, I mean, for one, at least we're keeping a monster like that on the local level so he doesn't get his hands on the nukes so far. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I mean, at least we don't have a bunch of taxes, because the thing is, once you add a tax, it's going to get expanded, and it's going to get expanded and expanded and expanded. So, I'll tell you what, though. If, if that but it was so close ahead, to being an actually decent candidate. If that guy goes ahead and runs for presidency, uh, we're all fucking done. Who? Oh, Sununu? Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, oh. Prince Sununu. You know he's got his eye on that shit. Of course Then again, does. who knows when we're all done? I mean... <laughs> The brain cripple that currently has his finger on the button is uh, very much threatening to end existence. So there's that. Um, well, as far as I'm concerned, he ain't the man his mother was. <laughs> he ain't the man his mother was. Mother, mother had more balls? Probably. <laughs> were, they, were they the biggest balls of them all? Like ACDC? Have to ask him, or I don't know, or ask his wife. I guess I don't know. I don't know what his wife's name is. Yeah, me neither. I I try not to pay attention to politicians. Mm. <laughs> well, I, well, I don't. I enjoy pointing out the ones that are corrupt. Mm. You know, I, I mean, those are the kind so one one thing that I do out. kind of find it funny is that, like, as you saw him degrade from time to time, you would see the petty thug that he really is just slip out. But but Rob's implying here that there are politicians that are not corrupt, and I uh, I, I argue that it's impossible for a politician to not be corrupt because the system itself is corruption, and just by holding well, there's an element holding, of time holding a oh, okay there is an element. Of I mean, time, like yeah. as far as I can tell, Thomas Massey has yet to be corrupted. Give it time. Like the, oh, the system oh, will pit oh, the politician oh, against oh. its supporters at some point is, is really the point that I'm making. And thus they're going to have to make an immoral decision or an unethical decision in order to forward their career as opposed to appease their constituents. Rob? I guess. Okay. So I, sorry, I drifted off for a second, and I, I it just occurred to me that Are you sleeping uh, on the job. No, no, just like uh, I, I just kind of fixated on the idea of the government really does like just ask you to grab a switch, like time to go get a switch. You better pick the right one, or I'm gonna go get it. Oh, you and mean you like, won't like the one that I you, get? You don't mean like a light switch. You mean like the uh, the beating uh, instrument? Yeah. Fuck the switch. Get out of goddamn McCain King. Well, I mean, that could be a call the switch, too, I guess. Right? Um, I think Rob uh, mistook my metaphor. Uh, I was talking about uh, the voting system. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. you yeah. go get a switch, and if you don't, I'll pick it. And you won't like the one I pick. I've been smoking too much of this good cannabis over here, so I, 
I've lost my, <laughs> my train of thought. Yeah, I guess I was sheltered because I wouldn't know how to pick a switch. Mm. You know how to switch a pick? I, yeah. I, uh, uh, when, when I was about five <laughs> years old, my mom uh, hit me with a yardstick, and, and oh. I pulled it out of her hand and broke it. <laughs> uh, my mom attempted to uh she was she was chasing me and my sister we're running through the, the house to get away from her she's chasing us with the wooden spoon mm. and uh uh in, in my we ran into my room i had bunk beds in my room and so you know there's a big wooden slab thing separating the top bunk from the bottom well she reaches down to go and, and hit me because she my sister jumped on the top i jumped on the bottom she's gonna hit me with the wooden spoon and the spoon catches on the, the wooden thing that separates the two beds from each other and breaks in half. And we all laugh, and I never got hit. It was great. Yeah, mine had to switch to plastic because she broke too many wooden spoons over our yeah, asses. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Because, you know, hitting people is a perfectly reasonable way to solve things. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Children aren't people. <laughs> It's funny how screaming like, monsters, right? It is, it's it's totally funny how like people are like, you know, if if your husband or boyfriend hits you, that's spouse abuse. But if you're a mom or a dad and you hit your children, that's just fine. As a matter yeah. of fact, it's important to do it. Yeah. You get criticized for not hitting your kid enough. Right, yeah. Oh, uh, he needs a spanking. Yeah, your he parents should have hit. hit you harder. Where the more hell often. did you come from? Hmm? Where the hell did you come? Oh, Denver? Peakless? Yeah, he's a like Colorado. Uh, yeah, Gunnison, Colorado. Yeah, I, mean, I, I come it, from Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's a super liberal town. It uh, does not sound like does not sound like home to me. Well, ours was uh, mostly as an effect of the the church that they were in. Yeah, uh, it was very. Sp- uh, spare the rod, spoil spare the child. Spare the rod, spoil the child. <sighs> well, and what those motherfuckers don't understand is that the rod is not just beating the shit out of them. It's the standard. If you don't give them a standard, then they'll they'll spoil. They'll become useless. Spare the dollar, you you spoil the child as well. Yeah, you know because I'm pro- I mean that, I'm that's pro- that's like the simple explanation of socialism versus capitalism is you know there's two ways to motivate people in the world the carrot and the stick and you show me a society where nobody's supposedly getting more than their fair share of carrot and i'll show you a society where somebody's getting more than their fair share of stick yeah i'm from vagina well i think we all are (laughs) uh not if you're a c-section actually okay well you're just from a (laughs) From a, a, a vagina that had more room made. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're not from vagina any more than you're from penis if you were a C-section. I mean, you technically could say you are from penis. It's true. It's a fact. I mean, you are you have to combine, right? The penis and the vagina have to, you know, work some magic, right? Get that, uh, get that witch's brew stirring. And then, uh, yeah, you're right. You know. Well, then again... We do live in a time and age where sex is no longer a necessary part of procreation. Oh, yeah. Test tube babies have been around yeah. for a long-ass yeah, fucking yeah, time. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, uh, it's the best part, is... though. Babies are all noise at one end and no responsibility <laughs> at the other. Yeah, I'll agree. The, the <laughs> vagina <laughs> is the best part. 
Yep. Pretty soon, we'll all out, uh, outlive our dicks. There is that. Why? No, uh, the children are exactly how we outlive our own dicks. Oh, oh, I thought you said sooner or later we'll all outlive our own kids. And I was like, Jesus what? Christ. I thought he said. No, no, I said that. sooner or later we'll all outlive our own dicks. Oh, I thought you said you know, ticks. And I'm like, I'm hoping to outlive my ticks. <laughs> you better. Jeez. You know, uh, anything else, Rob? No, that's all I got to say. Hey, thanks for the call, brother. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160. Um, I guess now's as good a time as any to uh, do a little uh, breaky break, maybe? Yeah. How do you guys feel? Sounds like a plan. We're, we're about right there. All right. I'm going to... Um, hit me on the text when you get off. Okay, doke. I'm going to throw on a little bit of music for our listeners. The, the break music was Fugazi. Mm. Uh, the album Fugazi 13 Songs uh, is pretty popular for like an underground thing, right? Mm-hmm. They got a little bit of airplay to my recollection, um, but... Like, to me, they're more rock. They do have a punk, like, underproduced, like, you know, sort of livey. And the vocals. Yeah. Like, definitely some punk vocals. Yeah. And it, at 88, yeah, okay. Eh, yeah. They, I'll call that. Like, for their time, they were arguably pop punk. Yeah. For their time. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, kind of like Green Day is pop punk or uh, The Offspring is right. pop punk, right? I really liked The Offspring, the guitar player, well, the rhythm guitar that player. Except they weren't that popular. <laughs> Well, the guitar player in The Offspring, though, like, wicked riffs, man. Especially the first two, three, four albums or something that they put out. That guy's got creative riffs. That guy just chugga-chuggas and punk rocks, you know, all through it. Now, the rest of the band and the songwriting kind of, you know, did some stuff. But that first album they put out, I was a fan of. Um, I think I hear Nobody. You with us, Nobody? Speak to me, Nobody. Nobody's here. All right, just checking right. to make sure nobody was here, because it'd be bad if nobody wasn't here. It's true. Well, I was pacing and contemplating, because you... Uh, contemplating? Contemplating, that's what I was doing. Exactly. Nice, nice. Um, It'll be our uh, portmanteau and, for the day. Uh, yep, and basically I was... I was thinking about, and, and I don't want to Shanghai you guys against your will, but basically, that means you're going to try. How do you Shanghai yes, someone in any other way? But I'm looking for consult. Consent is 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 how. Same way you choke somebody. Um, <laughs> Are you looking but, for like uh, what was the comedian guy? Uh, he got he was jerking off in front I, of people. I want to sketch out. I don't know which comedian no, died of autoeroticus. I, no, I want to sketch out basically a. Uh, not not a business plan, Louis but CK. a uh, uh, but a description that wasn't of the structure. No. But it was consensual. I was just being creepy. It was technically consensual, right? Like everybody's down on him because he would ask people if it was okay to jerk off in front of them or possibly even on them. I'm not sure how far this this went. I think just in front of him, he he got off on being watched. But he did ask. Now, they're saying that yeah. he used his, his quote, power, unquote, as a celebrity mm-hmm. to sort of be so like... So what does that mean? Once you're a celebrity, you can never I get out anybody? I regretted doing this, and I don't want to take responsibility for it, so it's well, your fault. 
like and the legal no, system I mean, finds basically it, yes. what happened in the one situation that I've heard in any detail was was he he she came up to his room he's like hey you mind if I jerk off in my room and and she was like nah man I'm I'm not cool with that and he was like okay and she left and but you know he didn't he didn't force anything on her he didn't I mean, sooner or later, if you're going to make your move, you're going to make your move. That wouldn't be my move, but <laughs> right, nor would it be know. mine. But at the same time, like I'm not, I'm not defending the guy. I'm not saying that, like, oh, I definitely am. Like, there, I am I'm, defending the no, guy. No, no, like he was a gentleman when they when push came to shove. Generally and, speaking, and, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. Now, did he get railroaded a bit? Oh, fuck yes. Did some some uh, people come out and straight up lie? Sure. Ethically, he's fine. Now, maybe that's gross. The thing is, like, I don't aesthetically, know. Aesthetically, you can have some serious problems with that. Might be ugly what he did. Sure. And hell, the he knows is, that. But, like, ethically, okay, all he didn't of violate anyone by doing fugly, that. Bros. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, it sure is. And, you like, know, they call I mean, they it call bumping, bumping uglies, uglies for a reason. reason. Yeah, it only exactly. looks good to us. But from and a, only uh, when we're in certain... How many times have you finished jerking off and looked at your screen and gone, oh my God, what is this filth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean that's not supposed to be your general reaction every well, time? <laughs> and that's the thing. like a, Any any discussion well, of like, is, the place I, in... Oh, a, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, nobody, hold on. Like to, nobody hang so, on. So any discussion on the place of uh, sexual behavior in society has to be accompanied by the knowledge of this is a system that hijacks your fucking brain. That's what this is. That's what the topic of discussion is if you ever are bringing up sexuality at all. This is a brain hijacking system. And we know certain That's things about fun. this brain hijacking system. Yeah, including the fact that it can be very fun. And, like, there's a reason that it absolutely hijacks you and, like, makes you do things that are maybe not the the best possible plan because who the hell knows what the world is going to have tomorrow mm. like do you want the responsibility of making sure that the most vulnerable creature in the universe survives what you don't know is going to happen tomorrow no it's an insane decision but it's important that we make the right one which is yes well, i'll leave that yeah. to you yeah, some of us do, some of us don't. So the world yeah. needs the world needs childless uncles and I wanna, aunts. Yeah. It I wanna, really does. I got plenty I, of computer children that never vomit on me. I want to uh, ask you guys something uh, that harkens back to last week's episode and some of this week's episode, and probably even Free Talk Live earlier today. It is uh, a question of cryptocurrency. It is. Uh, it is. So it's my thought that since cryptocurrency is code. Anything else that can be done in code can become a feature of cryptocurrency. True or false? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Because it's programmable money, right? Right. Cryptocurrency oh, is a programmable interface to the market. Right. So, okay, let's say that I had, um, let's say that uh, the, 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 that I had the opportunity that you had a couple months ago to sell gold bags. Okay. Okay. Basically, what I would tell them is, I will do it, but here's 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 how we uh, how we do at least part of the business. 
Uh, if people want to pick their coin up today and they happen to be in New Hampshire, sell them this token that I will issue and trade you for gold backs and tell them, take this token to this guy. He's got a stack of gold backs. Yeah. Um, and if you need a couple hundred, he'll give you a hundred, couple hundred on the spot. And the thing is, get... Um, but but we have this policy, which is we don't like dollars, okay? So if you're paying in, in dollars, you're going to have to pay 10% over uh, the, normal, the normal price because we're dis- discouraging people. Sure, sure. From- right. There's going to be a so- price for the exchange mm-hmm. that you must agree to in order for the exchange to take. But that's good news because I'm going somewhere with this line of questioning if you will. Okay. Uh, I'm no attorney, but I'm using attorney's terms like line of questioning. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this premise. So if... Proceed, counselor. Thank you. Uh, counselor. Ooh, that's a new one. Mm. Uh, Lord, doctor, reverend, counselor, captain, kick-ass, buckshot, esquire, if you will. Damn it. Well, if you want <laughs> a hope ship, we can, we can work something out. Actually, <laughs> actually, esquire implies that you are a, a, a lawyer anyway. Right. That's true. And since it's Esquire, if you will, if you will, it's actually my choice whether or not to consider you an attorney or a counselor, what have you. So fuck yeah, yeah, I, I do. Give you, you don't you even the need, you don't even need to add shit. You've got so many of them. We've already covered it. Adding shit is not <laughs> like anything that you want to do really ever, right? To anything, right? If you're ever in any situation, adding shit to that situation usually a bad idea i think that so, esquire so is absolutely your, adding crypto, shit to your name uh, okay. so to, what, what's your crypto idea bro so it, it's not an idea it's just a, a question well it is an idea so if uh, uh, let me see if i can sum it up can cryptocurrencies like if it's an open source code can mm-hmm. cryptocurrencies all adopt the same code like somebody writes a, a feature and it just happens to you know jive with yes. the code of, of all cryptocurrencies is that something that that is possible uh yes and no um there it, it would you be can almost translate it into each one to write, <laughs> right to write every write something that would function on literally yeah every out the box it won't blockchain. work but you can but adapt it to all of them okay so kind of like uh try to do is to write code what we call portably right which means that it will run in more than one place right different operating systems or different platforms that would have okay great that's that's good mm-hmm. news so the crux of my question is this since exchanges Right, we're talking cryptocurrency to uh, anything exchanges, whatever the the government currency is, or whatever the cryptocurrency is, or even with your uh, idea of the token backed uh, gold back kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that all happens digitally. So mm-hmm. why can't uh, the function of exchange be coded directly into each cryptocurrency? Thereby um, eliminating exchanges, making exchanges completely ungovernable. That mm. will probably happen at some point. And that's one of the reasons that that's I brilliant. don't believe that I think that BTC is overpriced. Because they think they've got something unique, but right. they don't. There's 10,000 coins out there. None of them can handle 
all the traffic in the world, but all of them can handle all the traffic in the world so long as they they have nexuses yeah. with each other. And that's why uh, things like Komodo and Atomic Decks are exciting. But there's another step to it, okay? Right. The At some point, you have to agree. To material. Well, you also have to agree to the exchange price. And that's like... Mm-hmm. Can that be baked into the coin? Sure, but that's going to create a step yes. when yes, you make an exchange. Yes, so I, I can actually Everything see a really easy way of doing that. can be done by atomic decks. Yeah, I, I can see a really easy way of doing that, but uh, what you would have to do, so you would put sort of like an it's antenna done. on the coin, and the then the, uh, the wallet is where you'd have the software, and that's where you'd input the price. And so you, like, guess... Well, is this price out there? Thing. And if it's wallet. out there, then you would grab it. And if it's okay. not, then it comes back negative. Right. I get the wallets can like well, sort of transcribe for you. The right? way it, well, if you're running Atomic decks, for example, which is what Komodo is for, mm-hmm. uh, basically you've got a wallet in this piece of software, but you've also got a stock uh, trading board just like a stock trader would be looking at. And you can put puts and calls, puts and calls being buys and sells. And you you put it at a particular um, price, and there are different strategies. For example, you might decide you're going to be a money maker, or a, I'm sorry, a market maker. Well, if you're a market maker, then you you have one coin, okay, or one pair to start with, you'll mm-hmm. probably expand into other pairs, and you say, okay, I will trade uh, BCH for USD at this price, and I will trade USD for BCH at that price. Right. And the the sell price will be slightly higher than the buy price. And the nice thing about that as a business proposition is that most investors are wrong. And most investors mathematically have to be wrong because you make market, you make money by going in the opposite direction as the market. So by, so by, okay. So if you're a market maker and, and you're buying and selling the same thing, but you're doing it passively, then you're buying when people want to sell, right. and you're selling when people want to buy. Right, you're, you're, you're getting the you're arbitrage. Being counter-emotional. Yep. Okay, so let, let me ask another thing. Um, both of you are familiar with RBF, or Replace by Fee, whatever that acronym is? It, I don't it's, acronym, it's and an abomination. Fuck. Uh, Fuck replaced by fee. No, I understand that. But replaced by fee reminds me of something in telephony called LCR. Now, LCR really hasn't been around since long distance became free. But back in the day. What what, what hasn't been? uh, LCR, least cost routing. Thank you. Uh, so, for example, uh, there were several companies. uh, They marketed them sometimes on the uh, late night infomercials. Uh, Other ones were like built into gear that businesses would buy, that kind of thing. But basically what it was. When long distance was a thing, you would pick up your phone and dial a long distance telephone number. And normally you would be on a plan with your phone company and these rates would be predetermined depending on the time of day and that kind of thing. What what this box would do was determine the least cost route for the time of day that you called and for the destination that you were calling. 
So it would go out and say, oh, well, MCI's got this price, AT&T's got this price, this other company's got this other price. What's the lowest one? It'll take this one. So now my next question is related to cryptocurrency. Uh, if all of the functions of exchange can... Least cost routing, by the way, just, just to give you an answer to that part, yeah. least co cost routing is built into having a dense, dense mech mesh network because you don't worry about the cost. You pay the guy you give it to, and he pays the guy he gives it to, and he pays the guy he gives it to. So all you have to worry about is I have six connections with other people that I trade through. Right. So are these six people trustworthy is, is the first question. Right. And, and the second question is which one of them will move it most cheaply for me the rest of the way. Right. Now we okay. apply these same principles to this new feature that has uh, popped up in cryptocurrency everywhere, right? Uh, the, the code is portable. Uh, all of the major cryptocurrencies uh, adopted it. And now there's this built-in exchange feature within each of the cryptocurrencies. Now can cryptocurrency also well, be programmed be each of the, to, uh, to the do? Cryptocurrencies, but but each each cryptocurrency will basically have connections to whatever other cryptocurrencies they want to. But if you look at the human population, everybody is within six degrees of separation from I, some asshole actor, Kevin Bacon. It's seven degrees okay. of Kevin Bacon, I, I believe. Yeah. Okay, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. No, so basically, that's what you're when you send. A, a broadcast offer out to the world, yep. it's seven hops away from the entire human population. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Or at least those who trouble themselves to listen to the channel that you're. Right. Anybody that that's quote, got their ears on to use right, a CB right. term. Right. Okay. So hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, so you sounded like you were halfway through the idea. Though. I was. Yeah. Uh, so I, and, and nobody's already answering it, uh, beginning oh. to answer it. But the question well, is, I have no idea what he's. Can the concept of least cost routing apply to broadcasting the desire for trade? Well, hold on. Uh, yes. Explain it does. least cost route, uh, routing. Like, what's the least what's cost the routing? Least cost routing is taking the cheapest route. Yeah. It would just look at what's the price to send this call overseas to Europe or something if you're making a call from the United States. What they it would scan is like, oh, they want 10 cents a minute, they want 15 cents a minute, they want 20 cents. We're going with the 10 cent route because it's the least cost. So it gets Ooh. all of them to advertise their cost. How does it manage that one? Well, basically, if you that would be a preference, if I think. you give the job to the guy who will do it the cheapest, right. and he gives the job to the guy who will do it the cheapest, then automatically it will it will add up in in your favor because you're going to go the cheapest route that you can find one hop, okay? How the money is split up past that hop is irrelevant to you. It's right. a sunk cost. So, so my, question though, my question, though, is like, uh, how did they get the carrier to advertise the price? Um, well, basically... Or in uh, crypto terms, how do you do get it? the seller to advertise what's huh. the lowest price he'll accept? Exactly. One way to do it would be to would be to say, "Hey, the code is set up so that you have to so that this particular address does not get transactions smaller than 
uh, 1,000 Satoshi, just to name, uh, name a random number. But if you send a payment of 1,000 Satoshi to this address, you can attach a, uh, a buy-sell offer f uh, to it. Mm -hmm. Okay? So basically, the person operating the address and promoting it is getting paid because he's collecting all those Satoshis once the orders are stale. Okay, he can still spend the money. It's just you can see somewhere that it was bought and at what price it was bought. Right now, but... the other thing that gives you is a is a is a uh, a heartbeat of price information about your coin with respect to all other coins. How does uh, in you know for the layman, right? How does a layman tell uh, broadcast? What, I don't know how them motherfuckers do anything. What its preferred Ouch. buy and sell uh, price or other you know consideration may be, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a guy's got, I don't know, a quarter of a Bitcoin, and that's all he wants to sell. But another guy's got like five, right? But mm -hmm. the guy with five is only going to sell if somebody will buy all five. Or the guy with a Ooh. quarter of a Bitcoin will only sell if he gets a, I don't know, 5% fee above, we'll call it spot, right? Ooh. And I don't know how you calculate all that. It seems to me like you well, still need easy. a wallet think of it to set speed. these preferences. Is that not true? Um, well, a wallet is where you keep money, okay? Uh, uh, a, uh, an exchange is where you trade it. Okay, so what you need is an exchange, and an exchange yeah, no, the, is just... No, right, damn right. it, nobody. The entire point of our mental exercise here is to get around the exchange. Right, put the exchange in the coin. No, but and, so that's the thing, is the exchange is in the coin. Um, in some cases, the exchange can just be an address that you published and said, hey... If you send messages to this address with a tip, I will process them as orders. How do I publish okay? that address? And match and uh, you put it on Twitter. You put it on, you, well, first you develop a front end. How do I generate end. that that address? Uh, the same way you generate any Bitcoin address. Uh, well, um, I don't, well, I use a wallet whatever for this. coin. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a wallet would, would be used to... Basically, you have a hot wallet and a cold wallet. The hot wallet is money that is committed to be traded, okay? It's an offer that you've got out, and you can't spend that money because it has to be there if somebody calls your bluff. And the way I would design it is if, you, if somebody sends you the money and you don't uh, you aren't able to immediately make good, then you have to pay an agreed penalty in in advance. Maybe you say it's 10% by default, but the two trading parties can set whatever number makes them happy if if they don't like right. that. So, so a wallet would still need to facilitate the trade so that people can state their preferences in any given negotiation. A piece of software that's a glorified uh, you could almost think of it as a wallet that can be a wallet that will spend money when you're not home. Um, <laughs> Sounds, okay. like <laughs> Sounds like a wife. Sounds like a wife. 
Well, the thing is, they're not spending money. In both money cases, on, you got to make sure that you're not spending to it. money on on pretty frilly <laughs> shit. They're spending money on money. I apologize to all the wives on, in the audience. On money, hey, and hopefully hey, they're going to make more I'll money. Have you in know that, that Bitcoin is beautiful. It's a box. It is pretty shit to me. Um. Yeah. See, Although I'm, I'm not a BTC far. fan. Fuck BTC. You uh, cannot bank somebody who makes look, look, two dollars a day BTC is, on a coin that cost, you know, sometimes sixty thousand bucks, or where it, sometimes it takes twenty-five days of their entire income to pay for one hop of a Bitcoin transaction. You know, I've seen twenty-five dollar Bitcoin fees. I never want to see that shit again. Fuck BTC. Okay, look, Have you I seen didn't Ethereum? say BTC. <laughs> BTC is one blockchain right. of Bitcoin. Like, Bitcoin is a mm. protocol. Yep. That's what it is. Here are the mm-hmm. instructions. Now, BTC is one direction that those instructions were followed. But the instructions themselves, that's Bitcoin. Mm. Now, BCH is another way that those instructions were followed. But mm, yes. But Bitcoin itself, it's just a set of instructions. So when I say um, Bitcoin, and I don't say BTC, I don't mean that friggin' line of uh, of this thing being done. Yeah, it's it's just important to point that out because a lot of people are going to get fucked when BTC falls, mm. and well, some it's of them be are so much fun, be... man. Uh, I I think yeah. that uh, that that catastrophe level. Of that, some people are are, are going to fall victim to whatever. Like some people don't even understand so, the dollar right now, right? Like even so, just how basic transactions. So, like I think that can be limited with education. Um, I I think that the world can get by. Try and try and educate a maximalist. It's not okay. fucking easy. Look, Let me tell you've you, you've got the thing backwards. The free man. market is going to develop them. Is going to hand them a fucking monopoly. With version one point zero, and it's like we know that, that's right. not how any of this works. <laughs> no. no, no, the monopoly is going to get wrecked just like every single nonsensical thing that they've tried. That's why FTX went yeah. down. They tried nonsense that does work in the financial market because it's incredibly manipulated, and all the shit that doesn't right. work in the real market doesn't work in cryptocurrency. It's right. really because kind of that simple. Nobody in now the thing is, you've you've got the thing wrong from- where you're like, oh, they're all going to get because Bitcoin goes down. No, no. First, it's going to rise to a level, and then, and then, while they're at that level of increased wealth, then BCH is going to come from behind and bring everything up even further. You're talking about the event that I call the decoupling, right? Yeah. Uh, Mm. It's a fictitious event because it hasn't happened yet. Because right now, it, it is it is another form of flipping. Yeah, it's true. Flipping. But but to me, I call it the decoupling because what it'll do is it'll decouple all of the cryptocurrencies from Bitcoin (BTC), mm. right? Including BCH, including Ethereum, including Monero, including like like right now, Bitcoin go up, everything else go up. Bitcoin yeah. go down, everything else go down. Roughly, right? There's some mm. little spots of here and there where something will go up a little or or a bunch. And if you put oh, yeah. enough, push, Gen- but, but generally the speaking, stupidity in the market because they're like, we want an index. There is an index, you asshole. It's doing like <laughs> anyway. So the decoupling though is when one of these other bitcoins becomes, we'll call it the Google of cryptocurrency. Now I hate to even say that word because I hate them as a company, basically, but. 
well, those we're of us who remember decentralized software. So right. those of so us who remember going to become the Google. Well, somebody, well, somebody will become kind of Google like in their rise to no. market dominance. Right. Because that's exactly what you want to avoid. Well, because what's going to happen? Because nobody's going to have market dominance. That's not how any of this works. No, no, no. no. I, I understand what you're saying. It's going to go back but and I'm, forth. I'm just talking about the decoupling in particular. This will be an event where Bitcoin goes down and something else goes up above its price. Right. Yeah. That, then that will be. Bitcoin was going down the other day, and Bitcoin Cash rose twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't rise to over the current you know dollar factored price of coin, right? Imagine, oh, it's, imagine it's not going to but imagine the thing BCH. Is, you're only interested in its rate of change since your last buy. Well, that's that's not what I'm interested in. The decoupling specifically is when another coin becomes worth more than BTC mm-hmm. per coin. Yeah. See, see, to me, it doesn't have to be worth more, okay? Because if somebody, if you buy something at $1,000 and it goes up to 1200 that's no better or no worse than buying something at $100 and having it go up to 120 Mathematically, it's a wash, okay? So it doesn't matter what the absolute price is. What matters is its... Um, Rate its, of ascension. Uh, well, in the long run, yeah. yeah, from some given point in time. But what I'm talking about specifically, nobody faster. Nobody. What I'm talking about specifically is when the rest of the cryptocurrencies, or at least one of them, no longer moves in tandem with the rise and fall of BTC. What I'm saying is BTC mm-hmm. go down, other cryptocurrency go up. BTC See, go up. That's other, already right? happening. It's starting to happen, but it's very few and far between. Uh, there will be a significant. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the singularity, but for crypto, right? It's mm-hmm. the decoupling is just when the rest of the cryptocurrencies are no longer dependent on the rise and fall of Bitcoin to sustain their price. Well, here's 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 why that happens from an investor point of view. I used to write code that traded stock, so so I've I've had a lot of conversations about in investor chicken stock, beef stock, uh, huh? Chicken stock, uh, beef stock. Uh, Ford stock, GM stock, Tesla stock. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, they were talking bullion, but like cubes. No, but the uh, but oh, oh, fuck, what, what was the last thing I said? Uh, before? Uh, oh, oh, no, he said oh, bullion and oh, everything oh. just got it derailed. Just, okay, that's fine. I have a uh, I have a segue topic. Uh, we haven't talked about you know what we haven't done we haven't done the uh, seven words we haven't it's no, true nobody We're are you part two and haven't done the second and mm. haven't done the seven words nobody give us the counting will you okay it was a one two three oh shit Fuck. you got to count it in first <laughs> so we know when to start okay we all have to start at the same time we, we start like on four so you go one two okay, three okay you start us Yes, that is. All right. One, two, three. Shit, shit piss, 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 fuck, fuck cunt, cunt cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Motherfucker, motherfucker, and tits. There we go. Seven yeah. words. All right. So, okay, I got it wrong. I got to do it one more time. Shit, piss, cunt, cocksucker. You forgot uh, fuck. You forgot fuck. Shit, piss, piss fuck. fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Uh, piss is the last one. Piss. No, no, no. It's tits. 
and tits. Shit, piss, and fuck. Oh no, I'm sorry. Piss I mean, no, no, my no, no. God, I'm man, wrong. it's my favorite I'm part. I'm wrong. Like Shit, the rest piss, of this is all very angry, tits. and then yeah. suddenly, out of nowhere, tits. I I just don't like tits did when it's you, so low. He, did you ever hear Carlin's routine on the word fuck? Oh yeah, I fucking love great. that great fucking word. Uh, so speaking of words, so and and whatnot, we usually do, or at least it seems like we've been including one vocabulary word. Uh, every day or every episode of Beard Talk Live. And so I have one that I'd like to uh, propose, a, a word I'd like to bring back, right? Uh, this harkens back to, I don't know if you've seen Clerks 2. We're taking it back. We're taking like, it back. But like a uh, a word that um, I don't think it's used enough to describe like uh, NPCs or like uh, normies or, you know, we use these words for people that like haven't woken up out of the uh, fog of statism. Uh, they're they're sort of drone like people who mm-hmm. you know buy into the you know get up go to work come home two point five the house the car right Socialist. kind of thing. Uh, you know just sort of people who go along with you know the prescribed way of things. Uh, I would like to bring back the word lemmings. Ooh, I remember lemmings. Yes. That was an excellent lemmings. description. And holy fuck, is it ever accurate now? Hey, yeah. here's this. What's in it? Mm, you don't need to know that. Just put it in you. Oh, I thought I had Have it. you tested it? Nah. I thought I had it brought up already. It's on. approved. But you're crazy Emergency if you think approved. it has any side effects. Right. Uh, so believe it or not, a lemming has uh, two meanings. Uh, meaning number one, a lemming is a small rodent usually found in or near the Arctic in tundra biomes uh lemmings form the subfamily of uh mm, also known as microtinae together with voles and muskrats <laughs> muskrats are lemmings that's why i like to call fans of elon musk muskrats hmm. uh which form anyway so that's the uh the first definition uh the second definition that's, is oh, okay. hang on, the second definition is i'm just trying to I've got a definition for us, too. Scroll, damn you. Scroll. Yeah. Uh, Somebody who follows instructions without questioning. Yeah. Is lemming. And that's... Sonomulant automaton. Ooh. Although I've always pronounced it automaton. Automaton is good. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I, I read a lot of words that I never hear. So when that referring to uh, a friend of mine was in a band in Seattle called Somnomballistic. <laughs> Somnomnom. <laughs> a, a derivative of somnambul whatever it was. Somnambulant. Somnambulance. Yeah, sleepwalkers. I'd like to get an ambulance and it you know it has ambulance backwards and put som like I guess in back of it to make it som or somnom ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so lemming, uh, I believe, more accurately, or at least it predates all these other terms: uh, NPC, uh, normie, uh, you know, walking zombie. Well, I guess zombies have been around for a while. Ooh, but muggle, I like that muggle, one. Muggle, that's good. That's good. Should have saved that one for next week. That could have been our word for next week. But now you've said it this week. No, Trying I've to got, assert I've got lemming. One. I've got one for next week. All right, we'll sit on it. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's like a happy days. That used to be an insult. Sit on it, peakless. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one one quick tech definition. Of lemmings? Re- 
Uh, no, no. One more, one, one more definition for us. Okay. The word is recursive, Ooh, and the definition that's not cursive is again. See recursive. Um, <laughs> that I believe, I believe that is an echoing dual repetitive redundancy. Mm. Well, it, it's, it's when from the it's non-repetitive that it's useful. For example, your your algorithm for least cost, um, uh, peakless, okay, is a recursive algorithm. Oh, okay. You send you send a broadcast to everybody in your circle, saying what you got and where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. And they tell you how much they'll charge to get it there. Now, to make that calculation, they make a broadcast to all their contacts and say, I've got a little bit less than he's got, and, and, uh, and I need enough of, the, uh, enough of the stuff that he wants to make, him, to make him happy so who can do me something better. And basically, as you uh, each step... Uh, based each step, somebody takes a little profit and finds somebody who'll do it a little bit cheaper. Nice. And when you reach the destination by this means, by definition, if you've always followed the lowest price um, vertex, yeah. then when you get where you're going, you paid the lowest possible price. The lowest. That's a recursive algorithm. Nice. Um, and yeah, and it's, so, it's fascinating and, shit. And, anyway, and if no one's if willing you, to do it, you, you get ever, back a uh, a thing that says there's no one willing to do that at that price right now. Uh, exactly. And and then he's got to offer more, or say fuck it, right. you know. And whether he's whether he offers more or says fuck it, uh, tells you how much he really values. Right. Okay. So uh, questions have been answered. Uh, I apologize if anybody is listening doesn't understand what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> uh, not necessarily well, because I, I don't want to talk I mean, about it. I do want to talk about all yeah. this stuff, and that's why we do this particular show. So uh, 603-283-6160, if you have questions about anything that we've been talking about, uh, feel free to give us a call and ask those questions. Hopefully we can help you well, understand. And I'm, I've I've actually created another outlet for myself. There's now an Odyssey page up for uh, Free Tech Live. Um, <laughs> Are you doing uh, solo video, bro? Solo videos, bro? Um, well, what I was what I wanted to do was start be out great. doing solo videos yeah, where I was should. basically describing this project and trying to get people interested in it. Because mm-hmm. in order to start. A, a distributed coin, and I know I've failed to sell it to you guys so far, um, but uh, but basically, rather than one guy with a great big pot of money, what you need is a whole lot of little guys with a couple hundred gold backs who just hang a message out on, on the wire saying, hey, if you need physical gold backs, I'll exchange them for electronic gold backs um 0.99 to one or whatever mm. right right so now you've got an avatar of re- represents these things mm-hmm. nice. and basically what that means is people will buy that shit like to to take change back when they spend gold backs mm-hmm. 
The other thing is nice. there's some people are going to be interested just in goldbacks in general. So so you're going to want a uh, uh, a fungible layer to it. But underneath the fungible layer, if you're actually making an offer to sell physical, well, people need to know what what denomination. So basically, uh, there would probably be one token that was um, uh, singles, single New Hampshire's, mm -hmm. single Nevada, single Utah. Hmm. Okay, for all the different series of goldbacks. Now, if you're trading with the fungible coins, well, okay, hold on, hold on their a software so that, doesn't so care if, what if that's easy to, you're trading. Well, hold on. So if that's easy enough to replicate, then you can just create an entire uh, art market. Yes. Oh, yes, that's, exactly. That's and the nice thing about art is it's almost impossible to tax because nobody knows what it's really worth. That's what NFTs are for. They're for money laundering, basically. Well, and that's definitely the oh. nature of art is you don't know what it's really worth. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the, Hunter the best Biden art was tells you things you don't even know it's telling million. you. Hmm? Hunter Biden, in his first six months of painting, was selling paintings for a half a million dollars. Well, why was he doing that? Because people wanted to talk to his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, and if the, you buy the, something from the me, the whole art market is fundamentally a, a money laundering scheme, and along with it, the uh, education for art is the justification for the money laundering, and that that's actually how they regulate it is because the the uh, ex accepted uh, fashion in art will be where they're laundering the high value things. So, exactly. hey, we're going to so send all the high-value ones in this genre, so now we're going to tell these people, they're going to tell their underlings, and it's going to be, oh, oh, that, that is passé. No, what's in now is this. Mm -hmm. And basically, and you need them so that when the government says, well, that wasn't really worth that, you can say, oh, well, I've got this art student here who says that it was. You know, mm -hmm. this was a blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. So, and you can have that, I mean, next to the generic uh, one-ounce silver, silver round market, you would have um, a, a market for junk nickels, for silver nickels. You'd have a market for silver dimes. Each one would have its own coin, but then there would be other coins that were basically set up so that if you were a qualified stable coin in nickels, dimes, quarters, and one ounce rounds, okay, they would accept your uh, your specific tokens um, and wrap it with their general tokens so that this is just worth an ounce of gold. So I'm going to okay. tangent for just one second and just say how wild it is that there was a period in time where the nickel that was in a nickel was more, or maybe it was the copper, yeah. uh, was more valuable than silver. So they're like, mm. no, we need that material. Go ahead and actually give them silver again. <laughs> well, when the boogaloo comes, you know, the, the, the most silver precious... nickels will still be money. 
well, the silver nickels will still be will still be money, but what people will be looking to trade their silver nick or their uh, silver dimes and their nickel nickels for will be uh, steel, lead, brass, um, saltpeter, uh, coal. Well, now uh, the brass and, you can actually uh, you can actually make out of the copper if you mix it with the tin, I believe. Uh, yeah, so tin would be another one. Copper would be one. Um, <laughs> See, and I, I think they still use tin uh, just on the inside of cans. Tin roof, mm -hmm. rusty. Yeah, pretty sure they still use a, a very, very thin layer of tin on the inside of uh, mm -hmm. of the cans you get food in, and then they have like a plasticky layer on the outside of that. Yeah, so when you open the can, so you see this layer of film on the inside there. there. What we've what we've just replaced there because you can do you can you can back a coin in pork bellies if you want to if you happen to be a farmer and you have a bunch of pork bellies why not yeah right okay so basically mm, bacon coin I was like mm, pork yeah bellies, man so so basically uh, you sell the coin um, in advance uh, and you use the money to buy uh, to buy your seed. And your labor to plant, and your labor to harvest, Wait. and then you. Trade You're of course assuming there's buyers, and that's that's back. the problem with you know kicking off one of these tokens is you're assuming that people will buy it, and I don't. Is the market ready for this kind of thing yet? Um. Well, oh, not yet. You don't want to start developing the software when the market is ready for it. You want to start developing the software before two years right. before the software the market is ready for it but the market is probably ready for it. you know who came out in support of uh stable coins no just recently i mean maybe peter schiff oh yeah i know right mr i hate crypto <laughs> suddenly gets it no he doesn't he doesn't he he gets that the uh, stable coins are backed by the dollar and that's where his faith no, is they're, he's he, he's doing gold back stable coins Really? Fuck the dollar. Who's doing gold back stable coin? Schiff uh, is that's not what doing. Schiff has been talking about. He's not doing. I don't. I don't know if he's doing one personally, but that's the thing. Is, uh, I mean, he would be a good spokesman if and when we get it going. But the uh, but the most important people, uh, you know, he would be he would be a great a great spokesman. But he doesn't know how to build a token or or how to. Or probably how even to build a distributed business plan that doesn't uh, that doesn't d uh, depend on uh, the usual ways of doing business because that's what he's an expert in, you know. So what, like what I've been laying laying out today would be exactly what he needs. Well, the way to do that is you set up the coin first, then you show it to Schiff. You show it, show them why it's useful because, well, here's how it works. Say I'm in New Hampshire and I meet a girl down in Texas and I want to send her some, some gold back so she can spend them coming back up. So what I do is I take a stack of, of uh, physical gold backs yeah. to, to my buddy, Captain Nye, Captain uh, Kickass, because he's got a tie-in directly to Goldback Central. Okay, so I take my physical Goldbacks to you. Okay, and you then transfer the token to me. Okay, okay? and and it's very important at at the base level 
you never trade anything but goldbacks for the coin. Sure. Because it's goldbacks you have to have, and that's the only way to avoid the FTX scheme. People get greedy and they try and cheat on that shit, and that's oh, yeah. when they right, fuck yeah. themselves. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like that guy was borrowing against his own token. It's just the same that he himself was buying over and yeah. over and yeah. over again. And yes, some of them take a really long time to break down, and some of them take a very short time to break and down. That's but the if thing. you if you if you fractionally reserve. You will collapse your financial system. And that's exactly what he was doing. He was just doing fractional reserve. He was doing what every bank on earth does. Right. Which should be a lesson to, well, the lemmings. Well, the (laughs) thing is, and that's exactly the fucking utility of these things is that you can't do that nonsense in the real market. Well, except banks do it all the time. Oh, of course, because that's the controlled market. And that's like, like nobody's going to bail you out in crypto. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Why did FTX all the time in socialism? How did FTX learn all these horrible practices? Well, he learned it from watching you, the right. Federal Reserve. Well, he learned yeah, it from well, watching you, the Central Bay Regulators. Yeah. He had a, a, a literal bank as well, a dollar yeah. bank. Yeah, he, that's that's what a lot of his skullduggery was. Yeah, no, there's a his, photo going around. A little bank tiny and bank. He was making himself loans out of the <laughs> bank. Yeah, backed he, by the crypto oh of his God, customers. Oh my God, that explains. He all bought of a it. bank for like eleven point five, and the bank was only valued at like seven. But he had a the and they show a picture of it on the wow. internet. It's just like little corner Easy. building. It's just a little tiny oh. small. They had three employees. Uh, according to the internet, I'm just spouting things off the internet. I've looked not into this at all, mm. but that's what I saw on the internet, like today, maybe even that. Uh, yeah, he owned a bank or FTX or Alameda, one of those. You know, somehow was owned by uh, what's his name, Sigmund Fraud. What's his name? Uh, SBF. Uh, Bankman SBF. Fraud. Sam, Sam, Sam Bank. Bankman. Yeah. Bankman Fraud. Bankman Fraud. That was almost a harmony. Well done, guys. That was pretty good. It's almost pleasing to the ears. <laughs> Tingled my eardrums a little bit. But yeah, he had a bank? Yeah, he owned a bank. You you got to be shitting me. I mean, I wouldn't shit you. You're my favorite turd. <laughs> I mean, the guy was a billionaire. If he wants a small bank, he can buy a small bank. What did you say? Uh, yeah, he paid? but like, like 15, 15 mil? 11.5? 11 mil, yeah. A bank is literally the ability to There's, print money. So he could have bought 100 of those banks for a million dollars. All right, this is from... Uh, or, I'm sorry, for a billion dollars. I just, I just looked it up, businessinsider.com. FTX owned an $11.5 million stake in a tiny rural bank in Washington State with just three employees, bankruptcy hearing shows. Farmington, mm-hmm. Farmington State Bank had three staff, was the 26th smallest bank in America, out of a total of 4,800, then FTX bought an $11.5 million stake in the bank. Uh, it has emerged during the bankruptcy case. The, that stake was worth more than twice the bank's previous net worth. Mm. <laughs> well, that's the Hold thing on. is but- they knew that he was trouble. And so they said, okay, we're going we're gonna to let this guy buy the store, but we're going to make this bitch pay top fucking dollar okay, well the thing is though like once you own a bank you can out. just loan yourself into absolute riches uh not once the regulators catch up and not once there's a bank run 
That's the no, thing. I mean, you have to you have to do it the right way. You have to actually follow the rules. But the actual rules allow you to be, become unfathomably rich if you have a bank. But you can you can do it quicker on paper if you cheat. Yes. Okay. So he was stupid, and he yeah. thought, "I I can cheat," well, which works fine. Well, as when he was running a bank, that wasn't stupid. Up. Well, but when it goes down, you're you're's fucked. Nobody, That's why nobody, I look, say the only thing you can trade the Bitcoin f- or the uh, the gold back backed coin for is physical gold backs. Nobody, let me let, let me give you just a couple more details here because I want I want your opinions. Uh, so he paid eleven point five million dollars for his stake, but uh, with a net worth of five point seven million, FTX's stake was worth more than double the bank's value. The town of Farmington has lost or has just 146 residents and is so small that Google Street View doesn't cover the whole town. For a decade, Farmington's bank held around $10 million in deposits. In just the third quarter of this year, deposits jumped to $84 million, 85% of which came from just four accounts, according to FDIC data cited by the Times. It's, it's not surprising. Ian and I moved $14 million. I think that's what the prosecutor tells me. I'm using their numbers, so the, the, the well, you know, know they're I'm wrong. The government the calculated them, yeah. but but with regards to FTX and this bank, like, how do you buy a stake in a thing that's more than worth more than twice the value of the thing? I don't understand how that's even well, possible. If you're trying to buy into a business you're not qualified to be in, how do you do it for less than that? Okay, like I, I like to, to put things into practical terms. I want to buy into a uh, a Domino's Pizza franchise. Mm-hmm. Right? That's great. The owner of the Domino's Pizza Pizza uh, franchise calls around he, and and he's like, "Oh, that Captain Kickass guy is a loose cannon. He's running a fucking." Goldback business is under fucking capitalized. So if you're going to do business with them, you better get top dollar up front. And the guy says, okay, you can have half of my business for the value of okay, all now, of it. Now, here are the so rest of my question. He sold now. his business to you, but he still gets half the profit. For double the amount that the thing is worth? Yes. Yeah. That's how, okay, so, that's so like, how it works so, out. Uh, if you sell something for... Hang for, on. Let me finish asking my question because you began to answer before I finished asking. Uh, so practical terms, I'm trying to buy a Domino's pizza joint, right? This pizza joint is valued at $5 million, right? Mm-hmm. For Just for easy round numbers, right? And how mm-hmm. do I end up buying a share of something only worth $5 million for $10 million, just for my you share. say i want to buy into your domino's restaurant and the owner says fuck you and and you say i'll tell you what for i'll give you six thousand for five thousand dollars worth and the owner says fuck you and you say i'll give you seventy five hundred and he says fuck you and you say i'll give so him you're t- just I'll overpaying you 10, 000, the market price and he of says, the shares. fine Okay, so you're just overpaying for the amount of shares versus the market value. Okay. Well, yeah. you're you're okay. probably paying the best deals that you can get because you don't know anything about the restaurant business. Right, right. So so you're going to be uh, dead weight. Well, he, this is a guy running a billion dollar company who doesn't have an accountant. Any real business person is going to look at that and say, oh, this guy's going to prison, <laughs> but I'll make some money off him on his way. Yeah. Um, you know, 
but you get paid for doing business with suckers. Just like if I want to, if, if somebody sketchy asks me for a pound of weed, I'm going to charge him a lot more than I'm going to charge, you know, you or you or Peakless or, or you know, right, Ian yeah, or yeah. something, you know. It's just it's, like Ian's safe as a fucking bank. I would, I'd use him as a bank if he if if he'd have the business. Uh, a stand-up guy uh, from all of my interactions. Um, so uh, I did find uh, gold-backed cryptocurrency aims to tap stablecoin appeal. Coin shares offering tied to an offset of Bitcoin's blockchain token to trade in Europe following final regulatory approvals. I believe this is the gold-backed, not gold-backed-backed, but gold-backed cryptocurrency that uh, Schiff was referring to. Uh, I don't well, have time to read this right now. there's a lot of gold-backed cryptocurrencies out there now. Yeah, I don't have time to read this, and this is from November 5th, so it's not too old, and it does have a recent update, but I'm guessing that I'm guessing that whatever Bankman was buying into was garbage underneath. Because that's oh, yeah. another kind of money laundering. And I think the plan was to get caught from the start. He wasn't even trying not to get caught. He was he had employees giving expense reports over the equivalent of the matrix, and he had the messages set to auto delete. Right. Hmm. No records. Yeah. No way to know where the money went. Yeah. So well. If it's not on the books and they ask him in court, I don't know. Books don't say. Hmm. Uh, since he was uh, tied to... And the people the money went to, if he has half a brain, are going to be powerful enough to say, yeah, this one doesn't go to prison. Right. Oh, yeah. And, so that's... And that's what uh, I'm getting at. I said at. this from the very beginning. There is no... Like, we'd be lucky if he sees court. He's not going to see the inside of a cell. It, like, it, you, you don't... You don't become the number two donor to the more powerful of the authoritarian monster uh, clubs and see the inside of their jail cell. Like, I feel like this whole so do you FTX know how debacle he got turned in or how he got found out. Uh, yeah. Someone uh, actually like it leaked uh, what their holdings were. Right. And something like two thirds of their holdings was in the coin that they minted. Right. And it turns it out they had more coins than leak. should exist. It didn't actually it didn't just accidentally leak. The guy who ran Binance um basically uh got he got a bad feeling about the guy and so he started looking into his holdings. Well that was after okay. he tried to sell. Like the, the FTX was already in trouble and you know that was sort of known and then the Binance guy was like, "Hey, I'll I'll, I'll buy you just to make sure that the market stays, you know, somewhat well, stable. The thing is, and then if, when he looked into it, that's when he he's like, "No, I'm out." If you're in trouble and the market doesn't know it, so that was way way after the whole then crash. You're, uh, and sooner or later, the coin market goes back up. You're okay. Although he held zero Bitcoin, um, yep. but uh, yeah, and and I'll That'll bet learn, yeah. again. I will bet that he didn't hold any coin that was worth a fuck. Yep. Because I think a lot of it was to distribute 
basically he was giving away money to his fucking friends knowing he would get through the bankruptcy okay and that they would never have to pay it back so now they owe him so he probably ends up with no assets but somehow he never misses a meal Mm -hmm. because all the right people owe him favors right Mm -hmm. Right. and they're and those favors, in some cases, are worth millions of dollars. Let me let me take you guys back in the time machine for a minute to uh, September tenth, not eleventh. Same thing they're doing in Ukraine, by the way. Well, and this is tied in. So, like, it it occurs to me that before September eleventh, that is the uh, you know World Trade Center getting planes flown into them, mm-hmm. the the day before, if memory mm-hmm. serves. The very day before. A B- bunch of money went missing. Oh, yeah. Never found again. Wouldn't, well, here's the problem. And so. Wouldn't uh, you know it? We put all the files for that in two places. One was Building 7, which, as we all know, well, we, this no one remembers well, that that one fell down, seven. too. And the rest of them we put, wouldn't you know it, in this one part of the Pentagon that we had just structurally strengthened against explosions. I don't know why everybody pronounces pentagram wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, here's my question, though. Uh, Does the FTX debacle resemble the loss of how many billions of dollars was this? The pre-September 11th? I don't even remember. 30 billion or something? I don't know. It was a lot of money, whatever it was. No. It was uh, a jaw-dropping amount. FTX isn't even close to the money that disappeared. I'm not talking the about the, the amount of money. I'm talking 9/11. about. I'm talking yeah, about the day before 9 11. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about is this the same type of, you know, I'm conspiracy theorying here, right? Like if the conspiracy theory is that uh, the U.S. lost a whole bunch of cash right before 9 11 so that everybody would forget the fuck about it. And uh, they basically did. Uh, is this a similar? Or they did nine eleven to cover it up because right. they destroyed all the documents in the process. What what luck? Is this <laughs> sort of the continuation of that operation? Is this this that same um, operation of trying to? It's, it's very small in comparison, but but yes, but the but then they, they're always looking at more than one objective. Okay, there's the monetary objective. There's the political objective, which is to discredit crypto. There's the um, okay. So, so, so I, I will answer that this is not the time that this was scheduled for. But as um, as uh, well, we as you're kind of pointing out, is they have they have all of these plans for all of these contingencies. Now, I think is, the market cleaned this know. up way faster than he they were expecting. Go, he had to go bankrupt sooner or later. Or the grift wouldn't have worked. Okay, yeah. so yeah, sure I, it would. I just looked. It would have absolutely worked if he had never gone bankrupt. I just looked. September 11th, where is the missing 2.3 trillion dollars? Shock claims over 9/11 cover-up. And then uh 2.3 trillion. 2.3 ta, 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 trillion. With a T trillion. So the trillion. The uh the largest figure I could find of cnn.com collapsed FTX owes nearly 3.1 billion to top 50 creditors that's that's not a total okay. number so that's one tenth of one percent give or take whatever right so that's a much smaller amount yeah by order of magnitude anyway oh, yeah uh by four orders of magnitude thank you thank you for the three math. orders of magnitude and now you know why they call us terrorists knowing is half because the battle. we are calling into question <laughs> do you know what an order of magnitude is bro 
Yeah, 10 times. Yeah, it's 10 Yeah, Yeah, an order of magnitude is 10 times. So if you multiply it by 1,000, that's 3 to the 10th. So also what my bar tab three looks like. Of, of <laughs> magnitude. My bar tab's an order of magnitude. <laughs> it's 10 times more than I have in my account. How will I work this off? <laughs> well, that's when you go bankrupt. <laughs> You 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 won't be the first motherfucker to go bankrupt over his bar tab. Bankrupt. Mostly, you get an ass beaten instead of a court case. Right, right. Uh, or they just throw you out of the bar. So, I kind of want to shift gears here for a second sure. because uh, you had mentioned sort of offhandedly during a during a break how cryptocurrency fundamentally relates to music. Oh yeah, so I, I, I'll. I like to say this often, and the more I think about it, the more that time goes on, like, I don't have any, like, real solid uh, argument against this this theory that I have. Mm-hmm. And this theory is that since music is widely accepted as the language of emotion, mm-hmm. right? Music is supposed to move you in some way, either get oh, yeah. you motivated or bring you down, or, you know, like, love songs make you feel all sappy, and, you know, country songs make you want to get all your stuff back that you lost, you know, that kind of a thing. So if music is the language of emotion, and we all know that music is speech, right? Because it's, you know, notes on a on a graph, on a, on a music staff, right? Quarter notes, eighth notes, you know, rests, all that kind of stuff. It's a language in and of itself. It is protected as speech because it is a language, right? Music is free speech. Free speech is music, right? Mm-hmm. They're one and the same. Uh, cryptocurrency... Right, Bitcoin, if you will, uh, is the language of value. In the same way, music is the language of emotion. Bitcoin is the language of value because it re- it resembles music in every way. There is definitely a uh, you know a way to write it, right? A way to code, right? Right. Uh, it it can it's change. It's a language of of value. It's an interface to the market. It's it's an API for computer to allow computer programs to talk to the market. Well, no, no, no. Even further than that, I'm talking about the human component. Well, right? the, human component the human component is the market. Well, the human component though is the expression of value. Right, value uh, can be compared, you know, humanity to to an emotion, right, to sadness or happiness, right? Value, you know, can be is a is a human construct. Well, it's, it's like an emotion, but it is something quite distinct from it's energy. Because, like, no, no, it's it, it's more than that. It's it's, it's an so, expression. So the, so the thing is, it's it's more than just the energy. Because for one thing, uh, you have an element of attention mm-hmm. that does not necessarily exist in an emotion. Right. Like an emotion uh, can happen regardless of how much you attend it, but uh, value requires attention. Like the, there is that that component that is very much beyond just feeling about it. That is like that is the the place that you direct. I mean, fundamentally, your identity, mm-hmm. because uh, you, you either your define yourself in contrast or in uh, uh, convergence with whatever you're paying your attention to. Right, but it's the communication of that value. That's that's what cryptocurrency right. is. It's the communication of that value. It, you own a seventy-eight Eldorado two with the you know hard top, and I own a nineteen seventy-eight old Delta eighty-eight. Uh, you think that your 
vehicle is worth a bit more than mine. And uh, I agree, we have to figure out how to communicate that value to each other in some sort of a yeah, it's, denomination. It's kind of like when they first figured out how to uh, put like an but ASCII Bitcoin code isn't to... Uh, isn't hey, generally hey, 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 nobody, don't interrupt. All right, okay, go ahead. Come on. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So it's kind of like when they uh, put an ASCII code to the binary of computing, right? So, like, you could send uh, an on and off, but, like, in order to make that reach human language so that I can read a sentence, mm -hmm. you have to put the on and offs to a lettering system, right? Yep. So uh, in a, in yeah, a certain... Hey, 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 come on, come on, come okay, on, hold on. One second. Jesus, you asked man. a question. You said right, so I was going to answer Fuck you. Fuck off, man, it's rhetorical. Anyway... So, so Bitcoin is doing the same thing only with value yeah. instead of English or right. Spanish or all of those because you've got those languages and this is doing that uh, binary interface yeah. to value itself. And it's doing it across, uh, like, like I don't have to be face to face with you to communicate that value. And that's what music does. Music conveys that emotion even though I'm not right there like playing my guitar or singing you a song or whatever. Right, I can make a recording of it and be like, here's my expression of my emotion. The same thing goes for cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, where you can be like, here's my expression of value of this thing that we're trying to negotiate. The, the problem with music is you can copy it, which is why most of what the Bitcoin blockchain does is prevent you from copying. It. Right, right. But, but at the same token, it's still an expression of value. It's an expression in the same way music is an expression. If music were able to incorporate the, uh, the proverbial 3D uh, ledger that cryptocurrency does, uh, then at least the writing of the music could uh, have a verified source on a blockchain somewhere, something along those lines. But music doesn't have the inherent component of communicating value because it's communicating emotion. Right. Hmm. And also because it's infinitely copyable. Right. Well, recorded okay. music is. Well, and so is written music. All right, nobody. But All right. Thanks, thanks for hanging out. It's been fun. Peace, pot, and peanut butter. <laughs> Later, nobody. Peakless and I will continue on. Um,. So, like, the more I see cryptocurrency transactions, right, not even my own, like, I, I've done a fair amount of them, you know, I've, I've done experiments, I've attempted to live just on, on cryptocurrency here in Keene, New Hampshire, and did it for, like, a week, it was tough, but, you know, I did it, so nice. proved that it can be done. Jealous. Um, it was tough, man, I remember being out of, uh, I think I've told this before, I remember I was trying to make myself a cocktail, I had some Captain Morgan. Some spiced rum. Although these days you can get Do uh, DoorDash for it, so I mean, easy to do just about everywhere. You can pay DoorDash with crypto. Oh yeah, I did not know this. Yeah, when did this happen? Oh fuck, they've been doing this for a minute. Um, uh, Dash did it. Yeah, it's the Dash Direct service. Uh, oh yeah, I do. Have, I, I have that, but I also like I live in a kind of a remote area. I don't get stuff like that. I can't even do Instacart where I'm at, uh, which is kind of shitty for me. But whatever, it's fine. I have ways. <laughs> They're called going to the store. Yeah, you're, you're you're talking about like actual brick and mortar places. Yeah. That it's funny. Like I talk about how we live in the future here in Keene because like because you do because I do, and they take cryptocurrency at a bunch of places. But then I live outside of the area in which we're so I, I live in the future and the 
kind of the past, really. Like, like I, I have to drive to the future is really what I I'm doing. I live in the past, but I travel to the future travel for lunch. To the future for, for my job, right? My second job, if you will. Right, right. Uh, doing, doing these programs. Um, so I don't remember why I, I was talking about the whole communication of value bit. Well, but, you, you had mentioned the difficulty of, uh, like it was, it was tough to do it for a week, but you did it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, in a strange way, you survived on word alone. Yes, that's true. Um, I remember, uh, I was trying to make a cocktail and I was out of anything to mix it with. And I'm like, I can't just drink rum straight i mean i could but who wants to right you know i want right. to mix it with something so i went down to the local burger joint and i ordered like four bottles of i think they had welch's juice or something there and they're like is is, is that it and i'm like yep that's all i need <laughs> like can i pay in crypto they're like sure like nobody apparently had ever been in there before and not bought like a meal or dinner or something or picked up a to-go order i just wanted juice man because i was out and they were the closest thing and the open thing, right? There's a couple of places that are sort of convenience store-esque, but they were further down. Mm. I was on foot. I'd already been drinking a little bit, and so I didn't want to drive. And so, bam, did the thing, you know? Um, I, I ate a bunch of pizza from the pizza joint here. Uh, a couple other places I, I went restaurant-wise that, that take the stuff. Uh, but... It Money was, New Smart does, right? And they do uh, mixers. This was before they existed, uh, or at least while they were being built. Gotcha. Right, Because there was a period of time when that wasn't a thing. There was a thing before it that kind of did it, but they were in the midst of becoming Mighty Moose Smart. Right. Um, so at any rate, my point is that it, it was doable, and we're still so early in the whole thing, man. We're still so damn early. And the fact that, like, <clears throat> a, a guy like yep. me, yeah, sure, I'm a technician, but I'm not like a a software programmer. I'm not a developer, right? You know, I'm not on that level of, of tech, right? I'm more of a, a power user, right? right? Uh, you know, I, I would be called an advanced user in most environments. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. And like, as an advanced user, I was able to pull it off. And I'm so like, that just stoked my inner fire. And mm -hmm. I'm like this, not only is this real, but it's doable. I'm living proof right. that it's doable. Right. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the first guy to do it. Um, there's a guy, he's been on Free so there, Talk there Live. So there's one issue that I always run into, and it's uh, it's absolutely fitting. Mm. Gas. You can't get oil for anything but murder bucks. Yeah, it's it's very difficult. Um, I'm told, and I haven't tried this myself, I'm told that there is now a method for you to buy uh, a gas card, like a, one of these prepaid things. There, there is a with, way, with crypto. But, they, but it doesn't operate here. Operates only in Canada, at least the one that I found. Mm, no, there's there's one that I'm aware of that actually operates here uh, at one of the chains, right? And it's not the chain that's open 24 either. It's the other one. Mm. Um, and I think between mm, – in the Keene area, I think there's only two gas stations that take it just hmm. in Keene. And there's like one in between like here in Manchester and then like two or three in Manchester that – that will take this particular gift card. You can only get them, I think, by the hundo. So $100 minimum to, to get this card. And I think, in fact, Sweet. they Where'd might. Where'd you find it? Ah, I'll have to look it up. Please do. Because, like, that, that has been the one thing, and it's, it is it is truly fitting that, oh, <laughs> the petrodollar. Right. Can't get your petro without your dollar. Yeah. At least not yet. 
You can if you uh, go the KYC route and get yourself one of these crypto debit cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can. I, I had trouble with it because uh, I tried well, this method. And that's, and that's the thing. Like, you're still... You're still using the dollars to get it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's just, but you know, it's just selling your crypto and then using it ultra fast, but it's still selling your crypto before you use it. It is. Whereas like, no, just, but, but hold on for a second. Let's, let's talk about that Mm. because what does this tell you about crypto? That it is able to be transduced. Oh, yeah. Into anything. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Gone are the days that you need to go. Like, Where are you going to spend that? Anywhere I want. Yeah. Gone Literally. Are, gone are the days when you need to, like, you know, if you fly overseas, you need to go to, like, a bank and be like, hey, can you transfer some of this into that so I got some local spending cash? Mm-hmm. You ain't got to do that no more because it'll just it'll do it for you. Like, it, it's math, and that's the beautiful thing about it. That is actually even more promising to me, right? The fact that... Uh, some you know company has figured some exchange-ish type company has figured out how to you know buy and sell the crypto really freaking quick. Mm-hmm. I guess I could say fucking around beard talk live. Mm-hmm. Really fucking quick. <laughs> it's figured out how to do that. PDQ and and do it at the spot price of the moment in which you purchase this product and service. And so to me that means. Bitcoin's just totally coming for everything. It's coming for the banks. It's coming for these uh, exchanges. It's coming for these financial institutions. It's coming for the mortgage companies. There's already a whole bunch of crypto mortgage companies. Some of them are having trouble with the FTX thing, and others are just developing their product and their service set. But it's coming. It's Mm -hmm. literally coming for everything. And the fact that there right now have to be these sort of intermediaries you know, to do the math for us because, well, the system isn't set up quite yet, well, says to me that the analog is the current banking system and the digital is cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. It's coming well, for you. And and here's one of the things that they absolutely hate about it. So one way or another, it's an asset, right? Yes. Like that's one of the few things that they've agreed on is, okay, this is, it's digital and it's an asset. They can agree on that much. Okay, here's the thing. Crypto opens up the possibility to use the like most common scam among all millionaires, billionaires, all of that. And that is you can take out a loan against it. Right. And if you take out a loan, by definition, it's not any kind of income. Right. So if you take out a loan, like that's a liability, not an asset. Right. So all of a sudden you have tax-free spendable. Right. And they hate the idea that Every jack off in the world with their little phone or fuck it in the middle of Africa with a flip phone and the ability to text (laughs) and even those assholes like all of a sudden their scam is available to everyone. Uh, The I keep coming back to this and we were talking during free talk live earlier this evening about uh, the five pillars of, of cryptocurrency what was it decentralized open decentralized borderless open mm, censorship resistant mm, decentralized borderless open, neutral right censorship censorship resistant were the five pillars of cryptocurrency and so this is what you're speaking of like not only does it have those five things but now you can take out a loan against them because it has value. It's proven that it's valuable in the financial market. And so now there are people who are willing to loan you money against 
your thing of value, your collateral, if you will. Mm -hmm. And that money can be in, well, any currency you want. Like, you're overseas? Okay, you know, go to an overseas, but be like, hey, I got some of this. Loan me some of this against that. Okay, great. No problem. Boom, in your bank account. Done. (laughs) So the fact that it's uh, transducible uh, in that many varieties and it has value to institutions now is, I think, why we're seeing the continued ascent of development, right? The, the, the fire, like cryptocurrency is on fire right now. There are so many developers working on cryptocurrency, building features. Uh, the people are doing stuff with exchanges and smart contracts and, you know, all of this kind of thing. And then stuff that we haven't even thought about yet, people are working on. There are people far smarter than you and I and anybody listening that are like, well, maybe not anybody listening, but uh, that, that are working on stuff that we haven't even thought of yet. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you're actually paying attention to what crypto is, mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, sure. You might think, oh, well, you way overshot what the value was. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's what happens when you try and value anything. You overshoot some of the time, you undershoot some of the time. Right. But here's the thing. It's a moving fucking target. So what you're actually trying to figure out is how much is this worth because it can do this, right? Well, what it can do is changing every moment of every day. There's all of this human ingenuity being just poured into this uh, into this tech. Yeah. So, okay, sure, maybe when we thought it was worth $69,000, we were overshooting. Maybe we were, maybe we weren't. For, for but that even moment if we in were, time. Exactly. Even if we were back then, okay, well, some of us thought it was worth that. And it was worth that to some of us then, and how much now, and how much now, and how much now. Yeah. So, the and I mean, the acceleration is accelerating. The, the, <laughs> That's the, a meta thing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the energy that is being put in this direction is increasing. So, and every bit of effort that gets put into this has its own network effect with the other effort that has been put into this. So yes, the acceleration is accelerating. Like no one's backing off on this. There's just a break. There's a little rest period while it pulls back for the jump, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like the, the underlying, the thing that we're trying to price increases in value. Uh, it it literally is uh, the the uh, earlier in Free Talk Live we were ta- uh, the lady had called in talked about do you remember the name of the book Oh uh, I I have it I I didn't remember it but I made the rocks do it for uh, me something yeah. like oh, when the money I fails I meant to say earlier uh, the weakest ink is better than the strongest memory and uh, that includes digital ink so uh, yeah that's what my dad always used to tell me. Ooh. Yep, uh, here we are. It is When Your Money Fails. When Your Money Fails. So By Mary Stewart Ralphie. Yeah, the, the book that I wanted to interject and recommend to anybody who is listening to that segment is called The Internet of Money by Andreas Antonopoulos. Mm. Uh, he's the guy I first started paying attention to. He uh, When he first discovered Bitcoin, he'll tell you that he like sort of went into a trance, just sort of skewed everything, just started looking into it, analyzing it, figuring out what it is he went into you know the sort of a trance state as he says to like figure it all out and then when he kind of came out on the other end he was like 
my job is to educate people on what this is because this is revolutionary technology. And he took it upon himself to just start teaching people for free. He made yeah. a, he made a career out of the damn thing. Yeah. He he wrote the book, if you will, on the you know on Bitcoin called the Internet of Money, and so it's really just a uh, it's a collection of all of the talks that he's given uh, over the course of his mission to go and teach Bitcoin to people and just put down into book form. So if you've seen a bunch of his videos and a bunch of his talks, his lectures, that kind of a thing, and you get this book, it's a recap of, of this kind of a thing. But nonetheless, I've read the book because there was some stuff in there that I had never, I, and in fact, it prompted me to go and watch, you know, the videos that I had missed of the stuff that was included in the book. Um, and it breaks it down to a very nice digestible level. It's probably not, you know, for for the layman, right? There's there's some tech involved, but he does a good job of trying to explain the tech before the feature, right? And uh, to me, uh, you know, I've given copies of it, you know, previously. I think it came out in 2017 or something like that. I'm not sure exactly, but it's yeah, brilliant, man. It's brilliant. And like this guy just like made it his mission to teach Bitcoin to people. Uh, he didn't know what he was doing when he got started. He didn't know how to like set up a business, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, a lot of his stuff was done for free, but he would live off of Bitcoin, right? He started doing it, which is what inspired me to do it when I got here to Keene, New Hampshire, because he would do, uh, he would not accept uh, USD for his speaking engagement fees, right? He would pay his staff in cryptocurrency, Right when he got to a level where he was able to like hire somebody to be his assistant or whatever, right? Uh, somebody to you know book all these uh, speaking engagements for him, that kind of a thing. So he would pay his staff in Bitcoin, and then he himself would live off of it using things like these intermediaries, right? Um, he basically doesn't have a house, or at least at the time he didn't. Uh, he was living from Airbnb to Airbnb, mm-hmm. right? So a nomad, digital nomad, right? right? Earliest version of it. And also living off of this new magic internet money. Right. You know? And I, I was like, respect, bro. Right. You know, like I, you're a better man than I. Way for, to dive in with both feet, man. Yeah. For not, not only going into it and diving into it, but like giving back to it. Right. And I guess that's, yeah. that's the point is that he was like, he saw so much value in this thing that he's like, oh my God, I must teach this. Yeah. Right. Instead of like, it's a secret. Oh my God, let me buy in. Let me get my fam- family and friends to like hodl. Right. You know, which is absolutely stupid. He's had more Bitcoin go through his hands uh, than most people can comprehend. Right. You know, save for some of these like exchanges that have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. But I mean, who knows? Bitcoin was, you know, back in, I don't know, a, a decade ago. What was it? Three, four hundred bucks. Right. I, I don't remember the exact time, but I remember there was a time when Bitcoin, one Bitcoin was like two hundred and fifty two dollars. You know, that's about the time I got into it. You know, I didn't get into it at $17 or, right. you know, when you could mine it with like a regular home computer. Or 28 cents. Yeah. I, I wish I did. Right. And when I got into it, I wish I'd, have, you know, put some more into it. But whatever. It's fine. You know, it has given me far more benefit in my life than uh, most other things, really, as far as a financial instrument is concerned. Uh, and it proves that we do not need these central banks and we do not need governments to transmit the language of value right yeah and that's the whole idea and like okay i i i get why it's irritating and upsetting that the value is being poured into where we can't spend it from however it's like look decentralization is a market 
problem. Like, the market's going to fix this problem because it's too complicated for any human brain. Right. Like, okay, are ASICs going to centralize it? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Uh, is is doing it the, is doing it the BCH way going to centralize it because oh well you end up needing too uh, too much storage space I don't know yeah. who can know such things only by practice can they be discovered right like the market has to be the solution to this because it is that complicated of a problem it it's so interesting how like cryptocurrency is above government-based, state-based currency, central bank currency. Yeah. It, it, it li- if we want to talk about layers, oh, yeah. it lives in a layer above all of that. And that is to say that whatever the problem is with central banks, you know, state banks, you know, government-issued currency, there exists, maybe an undeveloped one, but there exists a way to work around that problem within cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. And that is what makes... Uh, the current banking system and the government sponsored currencies uh, useless. Yeah. Right? Obsolete. Yeah. Right. They're literally, well, no, on not way only to is there no a way necessary. around it, there is a shortcut around it. Yes. And that's the thing. Like, uh, there was, uh, you know, uh, someone in from Germany uh, doing a little uh, uh, documentary on crypto yep. for, uh, for their podcast. And it's like, and she's like, why are you so certain of this? It's like, well, if you know anything about it, it's actually a really silly question. <laughs> like, okay, well, for one thing, um, there's this thing that can take weeks to do on the official system. Yep. And like, it's done within a day for sure. And like, that's super slow. Yeah. It could be done in seconds if like, you know, things were to be more developed and uh, governments would get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing. Like, okay, yeah, we we have plenty of chains that that, that just do that within thirty seconds. Yeah, like, and that's and that's the deepest level of absolute certainty. Oh, and by the way, even the worst ones have more actual energy put into making sure that they're correct yeah. than the banks could ever dream of putting in. So banks themselves, even though it's a big club and you ain't in it, banks themselves are still competitive within their own industry to right. some extent. Yeah. First mover advantage is a motherfucker. So like I imagine a time where there's a bank that is like, mm, central bank digital currency. No, we're going to run over this blockchain over here, whatever it is. Right. They're going to choose one. Right. Why? Like I can imagine a time when, when somebody's looking for the competitive advantage, maybe they're all out of options. You know, they've they've made some bad deals or whatever, and they're trying to save their ass. So so bank bank decides to go against the rest of the club mm. because they've hired some developers that can make everything talk to each other just nicely. Well, and what's absolutely and deeply and profoundly fucked up about the world that I happen to exist in right now, it looks to me like the Fed is actually the ones defending more options. Like the wow. the the possibility of having more things so that one outlier can end up doing the thing that was obviously the best idea, which is to decentralize and have a, a, an open access, uncensorable network. Yeah, that I understand your surprise, and I'm surprised as well. But I, let's just wait. Let's give that one a minute. Let's put that on the shelf because uh, these entities, banks, governments, uh, tell us things all the time. Some of them sound really enticing. 
and uh, I, you know, I, I await the actual outcome. Well, uh, there's an old saying: it's a private company; they can do what they want. Mm-hmm. Well, if banks still have companies attached, then there's a greater chance of that occurring. Whereas, if banks are 100% government then it will be accepted by the populace that there cannot be any competition. Yeah. It would be, I think the onus right now is on the UI and the developers, the feature developers mm. and the user, the user interface first. Yeah. We know that you and I know that we can make a payment to each other using cryptocurrency uh, face-to-face, no problem. Mm-hmm. Even across a great amount of, uh, you know, space, uh, yep. geography, uh, you know, just through the communication and email, a text message or something, you know, we can send addresses to each other and we can make an exchange without any third party, period. We know that's possible. The user interface sucks, right? And I'm, I'm not complaining about wallets. I'm just saying the user interface for cryptocurrency in general sucks because to nobody's point earlier, if we want people to be able to transact in this and use it Instead of state-based currency, government-based currency, banks, right, Federal Reserve type central banking currencies, the UI has to get a lot easier. Rotary phone easier, mm. right? Yeah. Big, big numbers. How much do you want to spend this much? Okay. Yep. We verified you got that much. Who do you want to send it to? This guy. Bam. Done. Right. Yeah, and and yeah. you and I both know that it can be done. Oh yeah, it's just I figured, a matter of I programming. The, uh, the way you'd want to do that. Uh, so just like your uh, your phone looks for wireless networks, right? Yeah. Uh, you'd have like, okay, well, here are the the have the wireless network say, okay, I am in this area, and then when you pull yours up, you go, oh, well, here are your options, and you go, yes, the cafe that I'm at. Tap. Yep. Yep. There it is. It's in the list, tap, and then enter your amount. Yep. Done. Easy peasy. Yeah. And and, and again, you and I know that this can be done in, in many different ways, right? And it can issue even be... The, issue being like, we need to figure out how to put a meter on it. Yeah, well, it can even because be... Because there's only so much work that people will do for free. It can even be to an individual preference, right? Some guy likes the QR code. Some guy, you know, wants to... Uh, you know, I don't know, transmit it via some other method, right? The addressing, right? Some guy wants to go to a map well, and QR click code on it. We already have, right? Somebody wants to click on a map and go, yep, this is the place I'm at. I will spend this much money to that person, you know, and then that's how the, the addresses are exchanged. So it, it can be done to preference. What's your preference? How do you like to pay? Right? These are questions that people have never, ever before been able to dictate. Mm. It's always the banks dictating the right. preferences to us. It's never us dictating the preference and how we want to bank. And, oh, that's weird. And the bigger We're picture. We're not used to the responsibility of consumers. <laughs> that's hilarious. The bigger picture, of course, is that um, this can expand exponentially. It's scalable. Totally scalable. There's going to be yeah. bumps in the road, of course, you know, yeah. as this thing continues to develop. But Yeah, that's one of those things everyone's like, oh, well, that coin won't scale. It's like, are you fucking kidding me all of them scale you're talking about now the on and off ramps can be hard to scale if yeah. you don't bother go oh i've got a million customers now i need better shit yeah that can be hard to scale but like the coins themselves no they all scale immediately easily are you, are you 
fucking kidding me? Look at these things. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be the big the big businesses at this point, right? Like everybody's right. kind of looking for that whale to like a dot. Like we were all excited when uh, uh, what was it? Uh, they a computer parts and computer seller out of like Florida. They would take uh, cryptocurrency. I'm trying to remember their name now. I haven't been to their site in a long time. Anyway, they're a, a big website, big deal for them to like take mm. crypto, and then they stop taking it for some reason. Um. But everybody's looking for that like whale to start like Amazon. If they start taking crypto, holy shit, watch the fuck out, right? Mm. Like I don't think that's going to happen. And in fact, I think that it's going to continue to be a grassroots movement. When when anybody who yeah, Amazon's never going to take crypto. Well, I'll never say never. I mean, but anyone yeah, who not never, owns never, and but operates like, a a small they won't be business, the first big one, not not a not a giant corporation, but anybody who owns a small business, you figure out what that means, right? It's the majority of the people <laughs> that own these businesses, yeah. right? Uh, when they figure out that all they have to do is turn their back on the banking system and that there's this other thing already there and available and there's people with products and services to help them out and there's service people to make it happen for them and they can set their preferences and you can, I mean, all of the features that are associated with this type of a technology are now available to them, I think... It's gonna just be a beautiful wave of awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and and that's the thing about any decentralization oriented technology. It's going to grow best from the group, the grassroots method. Like that is a going to be much easier, of course. Yeah. And B, it's just it's more useful to the network to grow in that way. Like the whales getting in are, are okay. Well, you're just one more node. It's just as good to have Amazon in as the local mom and pop shop because that's how networks work. Yeah. You need more points to connect to it in order to amplify its its signal. I think that we have the at least a repeatable model uh, here in the Keene, New Hampshire area. And I know that there's some overseas places uh, that are taking crypto. Uh, not only, you know, via got where like, what was it? Venezuela, like, yep, we're going to do crypto and like gave everybody a, a wallet and gave them, you know, some amount of crypto. Uh, or El Salvador. El Salvador. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but there are, I'm trying to remember it's uh Saint Saint Kitts and Nevis. Saint Kitts and Nevis. Yeah. Like Bitcoin yeah. cash is all over the place there. Yeah. It's all over. Uh, they're, they're currently discussing making it, uh, officially a, a national currency and wildly enough, they're doing it in a way that I didn't think you could do that. Like as far as I knew, every every recognized currency is also mandated currency. Like the U.S. doesn't just say it's okay to use dollars; it says you must use dollars. Right. You are required by law to wipe out any debt if I give you these dollars. Right. And apparently they're going to do something that I didn't even think was possible legally, but they're going to legally recognize as currency BCH. Uh, and again, like the, these are the steps. Yeah. These are, you mentioned earlier, um, somebody asked, how are you so certain? And I've been asked, uh, when it comes to cryptocurrency, you're a true believer, right? And I'm like, no, 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 that's, it's not a fucking cult, man. It's not a religion. Right, it's we, we won't separate you from your family. You see, yeah. So uh, you see, I'm not like trying to recruit anybody into my little Bitcoin cult. I'm trying to educate people, right, on how they can be more free uh, without any sort of uh, armed revolution occurring, 
right? You can simply choose to use this new technology. It's not a cult. It's a superpower. It really is. Like, it's an ability. But and, it, and you can teach this ability to people. Yeah. And then they can learn on their own. And, and there's all of these ways of gaining this superpower. And that's what it is. There are parents right now, uh, maybe even grandparents, that are, you know, trying to teach, you know, their children about, you know, some sort of a, uh, you know, here's how to balance a checkbook, if you will, quote unquote, right. or, you know, here's how you use a debit card and manage your credit card, you know, your banking interface and your web online, whatever. Yeah. And like those kids, by the time they grow up and like actually start using banks, they're, they're going to be like, why do I need this? I have cryptocurrency. <laughs> it's, I have a whole bank in my pocket. Right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a short period of time. Beard Talk Live, who the fuck is this? Hey, it's fucking Bobby out of uh, Tampa, Florida. Bobby, nice what's to on your mind? Talk to you. Hey, man, uh, Captain Kick-Ass, nice to see you. And uh, Pico's Mountain near, near, I haven't called in the show in, I don't know, probably a year. Been going through moving around and stuff. Um, you know, uh, but uh, I've been following the, the, the show for 12 years, though. You know, I've been listening to Free Talk Live for a long time. Nice, thanks. Um, but I just, uh, I really like this uh um, beer talk live, the uncensored extra. I know I don't know how many people are listening, but I do enjoy it. So <laughs> I know I'm not much, but hey, I, I appreciate I it. Thank I, you. I, I love y'all's takes, and uh, I mean, it gets me thinking, you know, because uh, I've been doing listening for 12 years. I was really hoping we was going to get a libertarian. I don't know what color they are, but you know, tsunami, a libertarian tsunami after Ron. Um, uh, after Ron Paul, After Ron Paul yeah, yeah, a gold know. tsunami or yeah. a, a gold wave, right? A gold wave, right? Yeah, yeah. they're like blue yeah, wave, red wave. How about a gold wave? I still have hope, you know, and I still hang on to it. It's just I'm not seeing it happen anytime soon, but it doesn't mean we can't keep trying, you well, know. And go I got, I got to tell you, man, it's it, it's alive where it's alive, and I mean, I know it's hard to get here, but New Hampshire really is where this is happening. I mean. So, like, yeah. right now, uh, the way our state's politics are set up, mm -hmm. uh, we got slim enough of a victory that it is painfully obvious to the Republican Party that if they lose the libertarian support on anything, it is not going through. Right. So, like, every, and, and every single thing that goes through is going to have to have libertarian support or it's not going to get that uh that republican majority on it and more than that too building is going on here uh what do i mean by building i mean uh, the the infrastructure to replace the state is available to us it just needs to be built upon right. and we've been talking about it all night it's cryptocurrency it's the blockchain uh things like cell 411 are being built here things like odyssey uh library right uh video alternatives to things like youtube are being built here mm -hmm. right and that's what i i like that for the first time we see infrastructure of freedom yeah we we really are homesteading freedom itself so, like, if you think about uh, when you would move, you know, out west and you find, like, okay, here's this place and, like, I think we can live here. It's got a river here and I'm pretty sure we can not die if we do it. 
okay, well, how do you get yourself set up? Okay, well, we've got to we've got to build a church here and a post office here and a courthouse here, and it's like, okay, well, all of those all of those services because that's what you really need. Mm-hmm. It's just you know. Humans are kind of symbol-minded, so we like to have a place that is the thing, right? right. So, okay, we, we need to have a, a church. Well, what what's the what's the thing? The thing that the church is is well, that's where like your community meets together and talks about goodness itself, and it's also like uh, where we tend to orient charities out of, mm-hmm. and where like people go, hey, I've got a little bit of surplus, I'll throw it in the pot here. So if someone's you know sick or poor or needy or whatever, like they can. You know, I'll, I'll leave it to your judgment to figure out who needs it. Right. Okay, well, a post office. All right, well, we need to have a system of communication. Right. And, and, and a courthouse. Okay, yeah, well, we need to have ways that we solve our disputes when they come up. And so we, we're homesteading the, the liberty versions of all of these things. Yeah, we don't have to throw all everything out. Yeah, we don't have to throw out all the good stuff, get rid of the bad stuff, and we can keep the good stuff and work on it. And I had two um, main stories, not very long, but two main things that I wanted to get with you guys tonight and see what you guys thought about it. And, you know, uh, since this is the Beer Talk Live when we got a little more freedom and whatnot, so I wanted to do it on this show. I didn't call the main show because yeah, you yeah. guys got your topics and try to keep, you know, things moving. So, um well, the the one main thing is I I I uh, I really I, I don't kick myself in the ass because it wasn't you know uh, it wasn't uh, anything that I had control over. But when you guys were talking about Bitcoin, you know, ten twelve years ago, my um, uh, sister's uh, fiance at the time they're married now, and he worked in IT, but he never heard of Bitcoin, and you know this was. Right. Like I said, 10, 11 years ago, Bitcoin was at $200 of Bitcoin at the time. Okay. And I was telling my parents about it, and I was explaining it to, to, to him, my sister's fiance, about it. And he liked the idea, and he kind of was grasping it and everything. He just was worried about putting in any anything into it at the time. But uh, at the time, I was wanting to, I, I needed a $600 loan. I would have got three Bitcoins. And yeah, I probably would have sold two of them when they hit, you know, five or six thousand, but I would have kept one. Right. One just right. dashed away somewhere, you know, and then maybe, but you know, so it's just opportunities like that when they come along, it just sucks when you can't grab them, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. FOMO. And and that's one of those things like uh, as far as like the whole economy is right now. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but right now the dollar is valuable. Because everything's crashing, so you can buy it up when it is done crashing. Yeah. What was the uh, second thing you wanted to bring up, Bobby? Oh, okay, yeah. And this is the the, the thing that I think is uh, this is from the uh, the the shooting at Club Q. Um, I was, uh, you know, uh, you know, of course, on you know against uh, you know uh, hurting people for their beliefs and stuff like that. Um, I don't know why we have to preface things like that these days, but here's the thing that really disgusted me about it, and I'd like to get your take on it, and then that'll, that'll, I'll be done. Um, sure, go ahead. Uh, uh, I don't know, about six months ago, a year ago, this kind of started happening the last three years, but really ramping up the last year or two, you know, where where you have to believe all um, uh, women or believe all people that, you know, uh, identify as another gender you have to believe all people you know and you shouldn't believe all anybody you know but anyway the same lady on msnbc that i heard talking about you have to believe all um 
gender, um, I, I don't know if we can say the word, but, you know, um, but people that think they're, or that people that are another gender that are born one gender, but they think they're another one. Yeah. Well, um, the same lady, she, she was on there saying, oh, he's just making it up that he's non-binary queer because he wants to get out of the hate crime charges. When a year ago, she was saying, we have to believe all trans people. We have to believe all, uh, you know, everybody that says it. And you know what the messed up part is, is if you have a question, so you got a daughter or had my niece and, and they're in the gym locker room or in the bathroom, you know, there should be questions if you have questions, not harassing, not being mean, but really look into it and have questions. And I don't think there's anything wrong with questioning. Is this for real or is this a couple guys being <laughs> perverts like they're, you know, yeah, guys I, are? I think it should be know? taught to, you know, question everything. Yeah. Right. I know it, not uh, obviously people are like, I don't have time to question everything. Okay. Well, question some things. You know, just begin the questioning process, right? Keep an open mind. Keep your mind full of questions when you encounter the next thing in your life because that's how humanity grows, by questioning things. Socrates taught us a very valuable, valuable tool that we have. That is to ask who, what, when, where, and why. Yeah, I mean, when a question rears its ugly head, don't shy back from it. Lean in. And so yeah, the thing about the thing about believe hold on hold on like. so so the I'm thing sorry. about uh, believe all women and believe all trans people and all of that shit is this idea that okay this class was oppressed and now instead of just don't oppress them which is you know a place I'd like to get it's oh well now instead of oppressing them we have to oppress everyone else in order to make it even in order to fair it out it's like that's that's not how this works like if a person did something to a person or you know groups of people in particular then okay that person owes that person this much sure but like oh well your ancestors or your culture or no, no fuck you like they didn't they didn't ask my consent in order to oppress anyone i don't owe you i don't owe any of these people anything Final. Except I did something to somebody. Final words, Bobby? Uh, yeah, thank you guys for doing this show, uh, um, after show. Um, the uh, I think you've been doing very well, and I hope you uh, and, and Picos Mountaineer, I'd like to see you on a little bit more. I know you've got your schedule and they on as much as you can, <laughs> but I like your dynamic with uh, Captain Kickass and also when Ian's in there, you guys are real good. And I always love when uh, Chris Wade's in there with uh, with a nobody and Captain Kick-Ass and Pickles. I mean, you guys got some good panels, you know. But anyways, uh, I've really enjoyed it. And I'm glad I survived the hurricane. They had that hurricane coming yeah, in at a Cat 5. I mean, catastrophic, right, landing right where I'm at in Tampa. It was not looking good. I was getting a little worried, but... Thank God it moved, you know. And yeah. I'd like to get out. Of, I'd like to get out of Florida and get to New Hampshire. It just is taking a long time. It might take another three or four years, but it's something I'd like to do. Awesome. Right hey, thanks for the call, Bobby. We appreciate right. you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and with that, uh, we are out of time for this evening's episode fifteen. Fifteen. Wow. Holy shit. Beard Talk Live. Um, I just there's a song I want to take us out with. It's by a heavy metal band called Nuclear Assault. Um, some of the lyrics from the song, uh, television, the idiot tube helps to raise our children as fools. 
watch the news, see what they want you to see. Our awareness is limited by network VPs. Uh, this is a pretty great song. Uh, it is called Brainwashed, and this is from Nuclear Assault. Thank you, Peakless. Thank you, Nobody. Thank you to all of our callers and our listeners. This has been Beard Talk Live. Western Texas, California, man, way to do it. 